just proves oh, sorry. that we, <laughs> what do you guys remember when Little Mix made that promo video about? Oh, please don't. Don't, don't <laughs> fucking do this. No. Don't fucking do this oh, shit. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, because I'm about to. I'm about to. No, I etched that from my memory. Don't. Because the UK tried it. The UK thought they were from Atlanta. That video. The UK thought they were from Atlanta. Was no, so... please. Are we talking about the wig? Yes. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll tweet that from our, our Twitter Jesus accounts. But... Child, the ghetto. It was literally the, the ghetto. ghetto. <laughs> the get ho like literally <laughs> I'm just seeing flipping Gemma Collins looking like taking her wig off oh. and I'm just like <laughs> don't do it just, just oh, don't God. Sorry. Sorry, you first you did it with the Jamaican accent now you want to do this bye yeah. <laughs> 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 you did that so right Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Alert The Stand. You are here today with your host Eats McKenzie and Nicholas Terrell and Chopper. And it is a new day, it is a new podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed the last podcast. Um, just want to remind you guys, please remember to rate the podcast. We love hearing from you. Um, we've had quite a nice response from quite a few people. I just wanted to shout out someone quickly. Um, someone who's been giving us love is a new kind of listener. His name is Carl K. Middleton. Um, so he tweeted about our account recently and he said we, he's, we're the reason why he likes podcasts now. It's always nice to hear things like that. Um, definitely as we grow and we progress, it's nice to hear people are still tuning in and enjoying the medium um, as it is but I'm good how is everyone doing yeah I'm good thank you um this week's been hella hectic in terms of work and stuff like that and um outside of work as well just a bit like taking a break taking a step back just reassessing like what I want to do for the rest of the year um so it's been good it's a, it's a good time of summer just to kind of be active be busy and just reassess like what you want for the end of the year so that's what I've been doing uh in the month of August mm. So yeah, I've been okay. Good. And Shopee, how are you? I'm good. That's good. Um, I think with me, this week has been fairly interesting in terms of focusing on progression and stuff. Um, and one person I really want to shout out is Marquise. So Marquise has a podcast in the United States called Dear RDG. It's Dear Reading. And he also has another podcast called... This American Negro. This American Negro. But I just wanted to shout him out because he's had my back this whole week. Um, he recently quit his job and started his own business and stuff. And he's just been like, I've been talking to him about progression and stuff like that. So I just want to give him a shout out. Say thank you very nice much, shout bro. Out to him. Yeah, nice and he's been supporting the show as well. But also to the listeners, there's a book recommendation I've got for you. Um, so I wanted to recommend, I know we're not like mostly lit or anything like that, just, just to throw it out there, but I do think it's nice to pass on information and stuff. Um, so a book recommendation I've got is a book by Osho and I believe it's called The Relationship with the Self and the Other. So it's about, uh, just dealing with the world and stuff. I realize we're in quite an anxious time, like UK black Brits and UK, um, Brits in general, actually also people in the United States all over the world. It seems to be like jumping back, back to back, um, and yeah, I just wanted to give that recommendation. Read that book and live in the present. Um, so let's get on with the show. Shope, do your thing, man. So as always, we're going to go into what we've been listening to for the last week. I have nothing. Nick. Ah, what? You have nothing. I thought you said you were going to listen to some stuff last week. That didn't happen. Bloody <laughs> hell, miss. What the fuck? <laughs> um, 
what was the reason for that if you've just not been interested in music like as of late okay so um i have i guess i have one one thing um, <laughs> <laughs> always push him it'll get one anyway go on um the only thing i will answer nick's question in a sec um i i think um but no, um, I guess one thing I can say I've consistently been listening to is um, Tiana Taylor's new single, How You Want It, featuring um, King Combs. Don't do it. I saw, uh, I I saw that yeah. hesitation because he did it in group chat. <laughs> and he did it on Instagram as well. And I called him out on it. Did he? Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, go on. Sorry. And um yeah, no, I just there's no other way to say it. Like I just I really, really love this song. I'm like from the first listen, I was like, what is this? This is the energy, the vibe that I want from Tiana. And in general, across her career, like since like her first mixtape, The Misunderstanding with Tiana Taylor, like in 2011, 2012, like she's always been really good at paying homage to the 90s, but in a way that doesn't seem so like, mm, like forced or, or like trying to be trendy. Like I, I can tell she's an auntie like me. Like this is, I know, I know that. <laughs> I, she said herself like when all she listens to is Lauren Hill and SWV and Brandy like I I just feel that yeah, from her is, yeah. I know that's all she listens to hundred percent uh, when she's having in her free time I and I just get that from her from all her music so wasn't surprised that it was a banger like she she's very consistent and um yeah the video was amazing self directed and um mm. yeah like even and it's, the strange thing is like it it's got so much repeat value and I really appreciate it as its own entity even though it heavily samples and interpolates obviously as we all know Mason totals mm. um what you want um so like in a strange way like even though like I clearly can hear the reference clearly like it's it's they're kind of in the same way very the same the same kind of song but Tiana and King comes with kind of just really meshed and created their own spin on that song so it's like in its own separate entity a really great song and if this is the vibes for tiana's next album i really can't really 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 can't wait and hopefully mm. connie doesn't fuck it up this time um <laughs> the rollout wise or even the tracks that are on the album but no tiana shout out to her like i've literally today i played like five times today let alone the last week i played like five times today Mad. and um yeah. To answer next question, um, I've just not been in the mood, or I just how can I put it? I just things just aren't really connecting with. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're not connecting with me. I just I'm just not in that headspace to yeah. listen to. I like I, I put things on at work or at home, but I'm just not really taking it in. Mm. I'm just I'm just not there. Like so I've played a bit of Burner Boy. I've played a bit of Beach of Chicago Kid. I've played a bit of Adam Ness. He's a really great singer. He's worked with No Name. I've played a, a random pieces of shit. I've, I don't know. I've played some Santi this week, but Ooh. there's nothing that's um, really like I've been rocking with every yeah. day like that. Like, well, for the last couple of months, if I'm being honest. So that's why even by Orange, I didn't go into much detail last week. Cause like I, I heard it. It's cool. But, and I know I like it on the surface, but yeah, it's not really like I can say even Dreamville, I still haven't really got into that project yet. Still mm. haven't really got into that project yet. Elvana. There's loads of people that have been making, dropping music recently, but I've just not been in that headspace. Will I ever be? I don't know. But that's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. Like it feels like kind of similar to last year when we started the podcast, almost like that album cycle of this just been so many projects. Like even YBN Cordae, like I still need to like absorb how I absorb. And the, the 
I love J. Cole, as people know. And the way I used to absorb his projects were like, I fully knew what the themes were, the production, the angle, what he says and all of that. And I felt like since last year, that heavy summer of the Kanye drop and then in tandem with Travis Scott and all this kind of stuff and every other artists dropping big music and indie artists jumping in the palette. I've just kind of felt like I haven't absorbed albums in the same way, like or to the same degree or to the same depth. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard for me to get to that place where I've fully, like J. Cole's last album was the project before that year got hectic, before the invasion of privacy run and all of that. And then after that, it just felt like I didn't absorb in the same way. I spent a good two, three weeks with J. Cole on that album. And I was like, okay, I fully felt like I've done, I've delved. Got, it's got repay value in places for me. I can go back to that, but I've done it. Like I can put that to a corner and I can move on. But after that, the year just kind of revved up. And since last year, I just haven't felt the same, to be honest. But um, I'm glad you gave a suggestion. Tiana Taylor's doing her thing on that video. I love it. And I, I love how she looks. I love the aesthetics. I love the throwbacks. I love all the people she paid homage to. And I love Chope made the point that she has a way of paying homage in an authentic, passionate way. And two things she's really passionate about is Harlem and um, where she's Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. clearly has a whole nail store in there. And she does fashion pieces over there too. Little Kim's been there. All the the people from New York and uh, the icons in the hip hop industry and um, R&B because she's heavily influenced by both. um, Went to show that love when that opened a couple years ago. Um, And... I think with the, she has another passion for that that R&B, that 90s touch um, and hip hop. So it, it shines through in her photography, to be honest, everywhere. Sampling, singing wise, vocal arrangements. Yeah, she's, she's got it in her bag and she does it in a way that's not beggy or preachy either. And every other year I made the point, she's always tributing someone. So I, I just love her. She pays her dues. And that's what you do as an artist when you really love the craft and love the industry and the trajectory it's gone through over the years. But yes, I'll give some quick suggestions. I'll be really quick because I've spoken for like long. I always do that. So Anders, Toronto artist. I've mentioned him before. He released his song, Bossy. Is it anything special? No, but it runs in the same vein as kind of Bryson Taylor Traps. Oh, you know me. I've got a soft spot for that. I speak about it quite a lot. Um, it's quite repetitive in its melody. It's quite repetitive in the chorus. Um, I I think it's just a track I could I found myself playing it when I first played it on Thursday no Wednesday um like Chope said he's played the song um by Tiana uh about five times today it just kept going on repeat that bossy song so um quite repetitive if you're in your bag if you like Bryson if you like Eli Sawstray if you like um what's his name Tory Lanes then you'll like this kind of record he's he's not I'm not I'm gonna be really honest nothing special but he just adds to that pocket of um trap soul and all of that I think Toronto have a really special way of doing it because it I kind of want to say help sprout from there like it did kind of sprout from there to be honest um and the artists that lead that are from Toronto so yeah that's the first one and is bossy uh group chat these two will know I've been fucking with Rick Ross's latest LP which dropped yesterday can't really speak too in depth on it but um I was telling the boys yesterday in the wider group chat that um Port of Miami too is just so greasy. So um, Miami, it's got all that vibe to it. It's got the cartel kind of um, old school boss vibes to it. Rick Ross is always the boss. He's always the mafioso guy. Mafioso rap. Yeah, mafioso rap. He's got all the braggadocious lines, all the motivational pieces elsewhere, all the money references, the yacht, the boats, the Cavossier, like all the, he's just, he's he's one of those rappers. Um, and to be honest, it is all a persona. Let's be real. If you know Rick Ross's history, it is a persona. With half these rappers, it's a persona. Um, but I love how well he does it. And to be honest, I like 
he's done a lot of interviews lately with the likes of um uh hot 97 obviously your um rap radar that's coming out as well and i think he's kind of just he's at that stage of the career where he owns a part of the industry he's kind of is a boss in his own right and he's been that way for a couple of years but i think this era and the arrival of it is kind of just interesting how he's really a force of his own and that mmg movement is just so crazy and the fact that Wale has moved along from that label he was on the project as well he's on the album's intro act to full um and it just it starts the project off in a really kind of interesting way and I've said yesterday that Rick Ross has a presence about him he just like you have to he commands attention when he spits when he's on a verse whether it's with Drake whether it's with Chris Brown whether it's with whoever he always you you know he's coming and you hear the gruffs and the growls and you know that it's about to be that kind of verse that you have to sit and listen to. So I love Rick Ross for that. Um, Summer Walker is on Summer Rain and her vocals are the best they've ever sounded in her career, in my opinion. Um, she's, mm, she has a really different much, but, touch. Yeah. But it's, it's just a fact, isn't it? But um, I think that she, that would be a nice winter single for Rick Ross and Summer Walker. Um, and I've, I've said that um, on various mediums as well. So I hope that she get something with that i know jordan woods was a part of the rick ross campaign um in the visuals for the song with drake gold roses so that was interesting to see what she's doing but um across the album i just think you know rick ross you know what you're gonna get with rick ross i think gunplay did well on this in terms of tones and yeah um i've got more suggestions but i'm gonna leave it there um, love and hip-hop sh- gunplay love and hip- gunplay I'm is dead. actually on you know rick ross rick ross embody um embraces him, to him right? yeah yeah yeah. he embraces him um and i think gunplay you know yeah when i played that i actually thought of love and hip-hop and i was like this is a real rapper you know like he actually you know exists outside of love and hip-hop in terms of delivering quality because <laughs> some of these are you know i've watched so the quality's not there k michelle's great though but or does good things but um you know half of the cast members are just in the studio for majority of the cast you know, um a large proportion eric amina that's you as well anyway eden let's move on to you and your suggestions um i'll give some more next week when i listen to them more so with me, I'm still in a place of, of absorption. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really taken in anything that I feel like is worth reviewing or kind of just speaking about at the moment. I'll talk about some albums and some artists that kind of made my week though. So um, Snow Allegra um, feels that EP. She's got another album, sorry, that she's got another project coming out next week, Friday, um, which should be really good. I'm looking forward to that. And like I said, last episode, I'm going to see her in September. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and when I do listen to her, I just feel like it, it, it brings this feeling of euphoria of um, summer for some reason. Even though her name is Snow, I don't really get icy feels from her. Like her music makes me feel very comfortable when I'm listening to it in, in the office. Obviously, there are some sad songs and obviously it's called feels because it does get you in your feelings. Mm. But that project just makes me feel really good. And I would recommend it if you haven't heard it. Um, another one and um, like I said this is absorption so I haven't really taken this in properly um, so Vibba so Vibba is a group that is, oh, includes um, Poet from yeah. Halfcast and quite a few different people as well but I just wanted to take it in because I've never listened to their music before um, and I don't like to judge people on I, I don't want to make assumptions is what I'm trying to say that because he's this big person he might not make good music or whatever so I just listened to it and first reaction it's got some good songs on it um i, I don't want to name any for now because my opinion might change but i like the feels on it um i will say it doesn't feel like a very it feels 
it feels kind of American-y at the moment. Um, that might change as I pr- continue to listen. But I'll definitely say this has a lot of promise. Um, it has a lot of features on it. It has Miss Banks. It has the Vibber group. So that's Poet, Scribs. Um, I can't remember all of the members, but check it out. Um, it's called San Junipero. So it's named after the Black Mirror episode. Um, one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes as well. Check that episode out if you haven't watched it because I fucking love that episode. Um, and then lastly, I'm going to say that I was listening to The Spinners um, so the spinners are a group um, and they have a song called Could It Be I'm Falling In Love? Everyone should know that song. If you don't know that song, you've got to play it immediately. Um, the first 10 seconds of the piano on that make my day. If I'm in a mood, if I'm upset or anything, there's two songs that can save me. It's Could It Be I'm Falling In Love, just the instrumental and I'm good. Or it's John Legend, um, Ordinary People. Those two songs save me. Um, That's an interesting concept. Songs that save us. Yeah. That's an interesting concept. Actually, let's make it a thing. So anyone who has a song or an album that has saved them, and when we say saved, it's either elevated their mood, made them feel better, or it's just that one album, that one artist who knows how to connect with you on a spiritual level, definitely, definitely send us a tweet, send us an Instagram post, anything. Like, literally, we want to hear from you. This podcast is about how music makes us feel and how people interact with music. So we'd love to hear from that. Mm. Um, And also, when we get into speaking to KDR later on, towards the end of the interview um he's one of those people that i feel kind of puts like spiritual energy into his music so i, I hope you guys are looking forward to that interview um but those are my listens mm. um just talking about artists that save you um i think <laughs> weirdly enough her is an artist that just feels like really makes everything relatable mm. like that kind of situation ship millennial kind of drama shit yeah. like she just adds that relatable touch and she's so poetic in mm. how she unveils that um so it's been really refreshing to hear when i heard volume one i was like fucking hell this is a fresh of fresh air. um a breath of fresh air <laughs> what the fuck's going on say a breath of fresh air um yeah. so yeah i'd say she's an artist there no i wouldn't say necessarily saved me but i'd say that just makes me realize perspective Mm. and she just adds a nice touch to that perspective as well and you know what just on that topic it's not always vocals for me and i think this is where the difference is kind of made in like artists and what makes someone a good artist sometimes like even the best singers they can't do that Mm. they can't make you reach that spiritual point where you're like i'm in a better mood now Mm. sometimes like tone makes a massive difference and tone gets a lot of people that can't actually sing in the industry oh, well. performing quite well. Like Drake, for example, yeah. Drake has a nice tone, but we know he can't sing. Um, and Drake is able to get some people in their feelings sometimes. Yeah, so, he can get, he definitely gets people in their feelings. Yeah. So that's undeniable. So I do think it's definitely important. And if you have that skill, if you're able to just like sing, cause um, someone else is like Samo. So Samo is oh, yeah. um, a Southern American artist and um he makes like, he has, he definitely got like gospel influences to his voice. So I'll definitely say check him out. But also the rawness and like the, I, I want to say his his voice, it just, it, it just does things to you. I don't even know how to explain. It just yeah. makes you like, it, it's very airy. Yeah. And also another person is Serpent With Feet. That song, um, what is that song called? The one where he's dancing in the stairwell. I think that's like, boy he has three that. videos like that. Oh, ah! um, maybe say the name. Do you know the name? Bless names? your heart. Yes, bless your heart. There you go. That song is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. It is. I agree. 100%. That, that song is, and the lyrics are oh my days. I'll definitely. No, but but like going back to tweet about piano, like the this the 
production on that song. What's the, it called? Bless Your Heart by Stepping With Feet. That is one of the... I'm going to say that's one of the greatest songs of all time. I, ah, I, oh, wow. I love that song. I wasn't going to say that. No, I don't care. Like, no, I have to play it now. That's the song that I really, that really, 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 it's such a touching, and people say beautiful song, but it's actually like a genuinely beautiful song. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Nice. Um, Definitely got to listen. For me, I don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head just now, but yeah. um, artists um, in particular, but I will say, um, uh, there's a Sade song which I really really love and I always just have a it always makes me happy when I hear that song it's called Turn My Back On You mm. and what I love about that song is that it's like seven minutes long um, but she ain't really saying that many there's not that many lyrics to the song yeah. she, she just says about four lines repeated for the entire seven minutes but it's the production it's the there's a I think it's called a wah wah guitar so used a lot, it's used a lot in like Earth, Wind & Fire's music and like um, Stevie Wonder's music. I don't. That's there's actually a real term for that, but the colloquial <laughs> term is called the wah wah guitar. As a colloquial term that musicians use. But yeah, that's that <laughs> instrument's in there, and I love that song. So turn my back on you from Sade. That's on the Stronger Than Pride album. Um, I really love that song. Cool, amazing. It's good that music can like really like put us in touch of our emotions and certain our minds it's, it's mad like how certain artists have certain touches towards us gospel music too even though I'm oh, really, gospel, even though yeah. i'm not really religious so shout out to um khalil friend of the show he um tweeted yesterday that he um loves kim burrell's everlasting life album and she's um extremely problematic like she's a terrible human being like it's an awful human being really yes Ooh. Oh wow! But know. she is hands down one of the greatest gospel singers of all time. She is amazing, amazing, and an, an incredible songwriter too. So I can't lie when he tweeted that. Even though I hate her as a person, I played like five of songs of that album before I went to work yesterday. I was like, oh, this is such a good album. So quick suggestion again, Kim Burrell, I come to you more than I give. Any of the saints that are listening to this, mm. any of our, you know, our, our churchgoers out there, you know, that's quite a few churchgoers I know listen to a podcast. Um, yeah, gospel does have a different feeling towards you. It does. It Even if you're not soul. religious, it, t- it touches your soul. T- it's like literally goosebumps, like, and not in just vocal progressions, but like the what the, the they're song. actually saying, the themes, mm. and like how they say stuff. It's it's mental. Like gospel, oh mad as a I genre, is mad. I remember Amy Winehouse when she was alive. She said it too. She's um Jewish, but she's like. She loves gospel music. Yeah. She like, even though I'm not Christian, like she, it just does something to me. It just, it, yeah. Like it literally transcends. Even if you're not religious, yeah. I feel like you can. It, it gets you on it that It can get level. you. It can like, get you. If you're really down, gospel can. It can really do something. It's one of the genres that if I would su- suggest any could change your perspective at mm. least or just make you think. Elevate like your me. mood. Yeah. So many songs mood. I can name. Same with Jesse J. Yeah. Jesse J said the same thing. Yeah. About God, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, she said that. Um, no, 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 no. Just to clarify, that wasn't shade. That was just an acknowledgement that she loves the job. Like literally, she does. Like, you she have talks no idea how that sounded. Through my it head sounded head. so rude. No, 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 no. Of course, of course, she said that. Of course, like, that bitch did. No, no, no. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse, it's not about that, Leslie. Like, listen, nah, nah. She just loves. She loves it. She mentioned it every interview or every like other interview. But yes, Jesse J, of course, would say that. Anyway, let's move on to the news section because there's quite a few. I want to let Eden start off here because there is um, a topic to minds that happened this week that followed actually last episode that we um, spoke about. So let's just continue that dialogue. 
Okay, cool. Um, so we were just going to talk about Chance the Rapper quickly. Um, so Chance released his album, his long, long anticipated album. Long, what's it called? Um, the big day. The big day. The that's it. Day. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the big day. Um, and like as Chope said, it wasn't received that well by quite a few people. Um, a lot of people were saying that. Well, we said last time. Actually, I can't remember. I think Chope said it, where um, some of the artists weren't utilized properly. Like they had, um, did they have her? Was it her? No, no. So they had on Ari the Lennox, album, Ari, yeah, In Vogue, uh, yeah, Megan, SWV, Nikki. yeah, Megan, the baby. John Legend. John Legend, oh, yeah. A waste. Beginning of the album. A waste. And uh, yeah, the general consensus is it wasn't a good album. It's trash. Um, but ironically, sorry to, sorry to interrupt, Chope said that review-wise, that it was quite mid to favourable across the spectrum with mass publications. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that I just want to, because that comes up in the story. That's really interesting. But so the interesting. people. Yeah. So like the needle the drop. The streets, yeah, yeah the, the streets, streets aren't fucking with that album. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Eden finished. Um, it's an important point. As so well. Chance released a few tweets, a series of tweets, basically saying that he feels like people want him to commit suicide, um, and that music means so much to him. Basically, in a nutshell, it's about the sensitivity of the artist and how when someone critiques their work, it really gets to them. Um, which, to be honest, I appreciate personally, but I want to hear your thoughts. Um, Nick and Shopee. Like, how did you take those tweets in? So, um, oh God. So basically I was at work when this happened um, and I'd just come back from lunch and someone on my feed had just went, <laughs> had said uh, something to the point of uh, chances in his feelings. You know, we didn't even, this is not what we said. We just said the album was bad, all this kind of stuff. And there was this whole dialogue. And then I went to the tweets because he'd screenshot the tweets and um, put them up. And it was been about 20 minutes since he'd done that. So I read the tweets and to be honest, I know we've spoken and last week I'm going to acknowledge that I did say about mental health and sensitivity of the artist and all of that. But it just came, and I've talked so often to Shopee about this a lot with Chance. It's just, it just comes across as the ego talking right now. Like I feel like he's got Drake syndrome right now. Um, the needle's been inserted. And from last year, a couple of years ago, actually, from that Joe Budden interview that he did last year, I believe, I just get this sense of inauthentic presence like he almost did it to get spark a reaction he almost did it because he was in his bag he was like oh so the reviews love me but the streets don't give me the love this is my fucking debut album and you guys ain't gonna give it the love that it deserves i'm chance the fucking rapper i'm an independent rapper the guy who saved soundcloud so i need you to fucking respect me that's how the tweets read and obviously i can't see tone i can't see body language which i love to see in these kind of things i can't see facial expressions so i don't know where that came from i don't know point blank and period so I don't want listeners to go away thinking that's exactly but that's my perspective on what the tweet suggested and I think you know Chance it didn't come across as you're an authentic struggling rapper that's just really upset like what can I do to get better like you know how Bryson comes across and um, even um, what's his name Rams comes across as well like that a bit more authentic innocent almost present Chance you're a part of a big machine now and maybe you do genuinely feel that maybe you are genuinely upset so maybe I completely misread how the tweets were meant to be conveyed but you just sound like a big babe a rog rat to be quite fair Chucky the black Chucky you, sound, you look like that and sound like that and it just sounds like 
a very immature child. Did you say he looks like Chucky? Like the facial, like the facial expressions that he makes and stuff like that. Like the, just the kind of comic Nicholas. kind of things. But yeah. Nicholas. Anyway, I digress. I think it, com- <laughs> it comes across as... Um, Wait, Chucky is in from Rugrats. Yeah, Chucky from. Rugrats. Oh, I thought you were about the murderous doll. Okay. Oh no! Oh no! No 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 no! Either, no. That's a different Chucky. Way. Um, but they they do like same actually. But yeah, anyway, I was um, actually just thinking. Yeah, no, go yeah. Ahead, anyway, yeah, go. I think he's just throwing his toys out the pram. He didn't yeah. get the McDonald's ice cream after yeah. school that I didn't sometimes, and it's just kind of like. <laughs> Just suck it up, nigga. You sold good. You sold it decently for your level. You know, you got good reviews. I would say very good for you. Yeah, he was probably going to get nominated for a couple of awards. Just shut up. Enjoy the baby. Like, come on. Enjoy your wife. Like, you love her so much. I love my wife. I love my wife. So you had the audio. Like, just enjoy the blessings. Like, the streets ain't going to love everything. The streets don't even love all the Drakes. Does he throw his toys out on a pram on Twitter.com in 2019? No, he doesn't because he knows he's a boss. If you know you're a boss, you're a boss. Um, I just felt like it was very pandering, in my opinion, trying to pander to something. Um, and I just thought it was inauthentic. But if he genuinely is going through that, then I hope the mental stuff gets better, as I always do. But... I just don't. I just don't believe that he's what he's. The ego's talking from my perspective. I don't know if all you agree. I don't know what you guys got from it. I agree with you, and I'm actually glad you had the bravery to say this because I thought we were going to have to be politically correct because obviously he did mention suicide. Yeah, he did. But I'm glad that you've opened that door. But I agree with you. I just obviously I hope that he isn't feeling suicidal 100%. as a result of this. Of course, I really hope that because in spite of the jokes and the yeah. The terrible review we gave him. I actually am a Chance the Rapper fan. I am a Chance. And you the went rapper. to his show. I've seen him live. Yeah. I saw him a few weeks ago at Lovebox. I'm a, I'm a fan of his music. Yeah, just not this album. Um, <laughs> um, but no. Once again, me too. I kind of, and it's not even just these tweets. Like in general, for the last year, whenever he tweets, I'm just like, oh, shut up, shut up, shh, shh. <laughs> I can imagine chopping like PR chopping like. Shh. Yeah, get off. <laughs> and I was just like, I just so I read these tweets and was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Chance is tweeting again. Get a wine glass out. <laughs> you know, here we go. So I was just like, okay, nigga, okay. Yeah, you're upset. All right. Yeah, okay. But like I said, it just felt extremely disingenuous. It just felt so. It just it just felt so yeah disingenuous i just didn't mm. i just didn't believe that you feel, felt this way i just didn't believe it like i heard it in his voice as well like i have his voice in my head so i was like i was like <sighs> I, just, <laughs> I was like chance it's okay like you're gonna be okay the album still sucks but that's fine you know we have coloring book we have acid rap we have 10 day we have surf yeah, it's fine. We good. We good. We good. We're very good. Mm. So yeah, no, I agree with you. I just didn't. Mm. I just didn't believe anything he, that I was saying. And yeah. I just wanted to stop tweeting. His wife should just play press for him, like Cardi B's press, and then they can just get their emotions not, not out that of song. that. Press, press, not press, that press. Song. Like just get in your ego, you know, drink a couple That song is horrendous, by the way. No, it is. But in terms of the moods, that's what I feel like he's trying to embody. Like he's just like, I'm a boss. I'm pissed. Like fuck all of y'all. That song like, is horrendous. Um, so. I'm in exactly the same place as both of you. Oh, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. We agreed. Um, but I was trying to figure out the best way to kind of say it whilst being very mindful of the fact that, um, whilst being very mindful of the fact that um, we spoke about Rams last week and everything. Um, I've always had this issue with Chance the Rapper when it comes to authenticity. I've continuously made jokes about 
um, the SoundCloud thing. You have. Um, and the fact that he saved SoundCloud and all of these things that he supposedly did. Um, did he actually do that? No, he didn't. He really didn't. No, it was a phone call. So no. I, went, I went to do research again. So basically he phoned SoundCloud just to sense check what the situation was. <laughs> and, then tweet, and then how he framed that tweet after he was like, oh, I just phoned SoundCloud, you know, it's saved. And I was just like, okay, when I did the research, you literally just phones them and asks the so question. If, if we called SoundCloud, for example... And they picked up. So you called customer services. Hi, can I just inquire about SoundCloud's position? You called customer no, 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 services. He did phone the director or whatever. Like it was a senior <laughs> customer service. Like, um, but yeah, in terms of the in, in terms of the tweets and everything, obviously suicide is important, and we have to take into consideration that he's in a public space, he's a celebrity, all of these types of things. But again, I have an issue with how genuine he's being. I don't know if I believe the threads. Um, and maybe that's a branding thing. Maybe he just needs to work on that and improve as an individual because mm. his brand to me has been awful. Um, I don't know if a lot of people feel this as well, but I just don't trust him. And as a, as a fact of that, I just can't listen to his music. Mm. Um, and I, I find that funny because like Nick was saying earlier about Rick Ross being an actual correction officer and not <laughs> actually selling drugs and everything. That is a man that is technically not genuine. Yeah, I believe him more than Chance the Rapper. Oof. So mm. I'm Oof. just I'm just a bit mm. like, <laughs> it is what it is. If he mm. does, if, if it is like genuine and we've got this completely wrong, yeah. I hope that Chance gets the help that he's supposed to, um, yeah. or at least that w- hopefully would be avail- available to him um, mm. through, I was about to say through his label, but you know. Um, th- no, that was a genuine accident. No, that was a Good genuine accident. That was a genuine accident. He's unsigned. Good music. Um, but I hope he gets help if he needs to help. Um, and yeah, just keep an eye out for him. Caroline International. I hope he goes... I hope he goes back to making the music he was making before or if he continues on this path I hope that he finds a way to be happy with the negative reviews he will receive for it yes um, that's agree. all I have to say I agree yeah. I definitely agree on that um, yeah I agree I just think that Joe Budden interview the visual maybe shouldn't have been released because mm. it just that's what made me just like okay it's not even just that though I thought it's, like, it's just PR answers when Kanye came up just oh. swinging around these words and there is PR Shopee works in it great great perspective but when it's to that extent when you're literally not giving us who you are like I love my wife I can't take that ah. like what can I do with that that doesn't tell me anything except yeah. for that you love your wife. It literally says that. Who, what's you? What's Chicago doing? What's happening here? What influences you? What about your uncle or dad who's in politics or whatever? Like, let's talk about some of that. You don't have to forcefully talk about politics, but just give us some perspective. And then him like, being like stuff. the rapping Kirk Franklin as well. And it's just, I, I, like I told you before, on season one, when I saw him live. <laughs> oh yeah, you He did. literally stopped the drift for like 15 minutes to literally preach. Then there was those two white guys behind me. Oh, oh, just play some tunes, mate. Uh, I would love to have been there when that happened. And it's just like, (laughs) and the thing is, I remember watching him back then. I was like three years ago. I was like, oh, Charles, stop. I just, it just felt, what are you doing? It just feels so fake. Mm. And then all his (laughs) tweets and... Mm. All the, uh, his interviews just annoy me. <laughs> Secondhand embarrassment. It really yeah. just feels like very. Uh, then, like, I just don't feel it was a coincidence that this always happened. Because even before the album album came out, I feel like no one was really excited that he was coming back out. Yeah, no one was really excited. Ah, uh, you didn't see the thread. Uh, I think one as well. What was the thread? So he tweeted his albums coming out, and 
you know, like the sleeping emoji, like bare <gasps> comments of the sleeping emojis. And then there was like videos. In of his like, mentions. Yeah. I'm and dead. then there were vi- there's a picture of like Homer Simpson lying in bed, tucked in <laughs> asleep. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that picture. Yeah, I know it's that mid one. There's like, like proper like, yeah, I love that one. Th- there's memes of people actually getting into bed. That was like, <laughs> that was like 700 tweet like messages oh in response to the album announcement. Do you know yeah. what? I can't, I'm sorry. If that had an impact on his mental health, I'm really sorry for laughing at that, but I'm just laughing at the Homer Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> at least what I'm saying, like, I'm sorry. Some something I mean, yeah. in the last three years has there's, yeah. there's been a, is there's a massive disconnect now yeah. between Chance and the public. 100. Well, I'll say the streets, the Chance stri- and the, the and the black people, Chance the and streets. black people. Yeah, there's a, yeah. there's some sort of disconnect now. It's yeah. just because. When Coloring Book came out, everyone loved him. Even mm. if, even though Nick Nick didn't like that project, I thought like, you could yeah. acknowledge when that came out initially. There was still like there was a buzz. He there got, was still a buzz for Chance. Yeah. You still love him. Yeah, whatever. But so ever since then, there's just been, I just there's just something about him. Messy. And then I told you, I knew it in my spirit that the album wasn't going to be good, and lo and behold, it was terrible. I knew it. I was like, so, and I told you. He, he did. He, he played it. two songs at Lovebox, and I was like, mm, okay. We're going to wait for mm. this to drop. We're going to wait. <laughs> like, me, I was with like eight people. We were all like, mm. eight. Oh, mm. no. Mm. But yeah, that was a chance topic. Right, chance. Um, yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. So, speaking of people's opinions, Twitter, and yeah, it's just got a bit crazy this week because. <laughs> so a top 50 rap artist list got released okay so got released early last week and joe budden our friend our podcaster friend you know um he made the top three out of 50 and this is across eras across generations you know Nas is just above him you know we've got the likes of Kendrick Lamar we've got Big Boy oh we've got Big Boy we've got Twister we've got Method Man we've got Ice Cube we've got Mace uh in the 40s um okay got Lil Wayne um Snoop and Joe Budden He's been retired for a while now from the rap game. Don't uh, get it twisted though. Joe can spit. Oh, no, no, no. He can spit. We Joe, know. Joe, we know. Yeah, we know. Because okay. people, know, people have know. gotten that like no, 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 no. 100%. We've been knowing that he can spit. He's definitely not a person that wasn't a lyricist. Let's be oh. real. Okay. He's not that type of rapper. Wait, he wasn't a lyricist? No, he definitely wasn't the person that's not a lyricist. Oh, okay. Like okay, okay, some okay. artists, that are, there's some rappers that are just, you know, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, number three. Hmm. Sorry, number three, Pusha T is below. Um, I'm, I'm just spewing my opinion here. Sorry, guys. Pack number fifteen. Um, but yeah, this spewed a lot of rap lists to come out on a lot of artist lists, artist tables. Complex tweeted one. Um, Double XL tweeted one. Little Dirk. Little Dirk. You know, <laughs> Little do, Dirk made the list. Do you know the thing um, with Little Dirk? So I obviously don't agree with the list whatsoever. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but here's the thing when I read the article, he wrote, he didn't write 50 best rappers. His art, his thing was aimed towards, um, change makers, 50 change makers within the music industry. Oh, okay. That's dope. Um, I think that's what the article said anyway. I still don't agree with this though. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, some of the people he put on there, like, um, Megan Thee Stallion, he put, um, 
And Megan Thee Stallion, her rollout has been fairly interesting. It's been different to what we've gotten recently. It's different, yeah. And she's um, she's having her year in a different way yeah. than people would conventionally have seen it. Yeah. Um, and I think in terms of change makers, I think Young Thug should be there. Yeah. I, I, th- I definitely think that makes sense. I don't understand why Little Dirk is like four in his own list. I don't understand that. Um, but he didn't include the old rappers. So like, that's, that feels weird to say. Like Jay-Z, um, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah, it's weird to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, his list is interesting. Um, I would love to know that... Um, I'd love to know why City Girls made the list. I'd love to know uh, at a very <laughs> early position um, if it is change makers. Um, Nick. Yeah, it's just very interesting. <laughs> but I'm um, sorry, sorry, I digress. I was just having a flick. Um, what do we think of this trend overhaul all though? Because when I first saw that list, I was like, okay, it's just another day in Twitter world. People writing lists, you know, every other day this comes out. But then the whole big brands getting on, on top of it, complex, and then the table situation with, do you want to sit with this artist? Do you want to sit with that artist? Like, what do you guys think of that, Eden? I just want to make a point. Can brand accounts stop pretending to be fucking people? Cause it's driving me insane. Have you seen Strong Black? I'm um, Strong Black Lead, the Netflix account. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like there was a, there was a tweet they put out recently. Like, oh, I remember when I was young. Bruv, you're a fucking brand account. Like, so that synthetic personalization. Yeah, no yes. stuff like that. Oh yes, good phrase. We love <laughs> love that in English. Yes, yes. English love language. A level. We yes. love it. We have to stand. We've got two yes. English studiers in the room. So um, yeah. No, no, I just find that very, very annoying. Very annoying. Um, Double XL do it a lot too, and it's fucking jarring. Like I'm just like you guys. That you're like, what, and what, what would make what would make our list, and what would make like y'all choosing it? I'm just like niggas, just focus on making a good double XL list because they've been shit except for this year. And I got for a couple years, and I got an email from Three, which is a mobile network in the UK, oh, the did. other day, which was like, uh, do something and get two hundred. No, do something and get two hundred and fifty pound worth of gums. Three, like, this phone network. Yeah, and I was just like, Hold I was about to say something really rude. I'm not going to say it on air. Anyway, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Um, let's go. Um, but overall, in terms of your point and the fifth and the list that people are making, I think it's important because it's it just proves I'm sorry. that. We, <laughs> what? Do you guys remember when Little Mix made that promo video about? Oh, please uh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't fucking do this. I, don't fucking do this. Oh, wait, shit. wait, wait, don't because I'm about to. I'm about to. No, I etched that from my memory. Don't because the UK tried it. The UK thought they were from Atlanta. That video. The UK thought they were from Atlanta. Was no, so please. Are we talking about the wig? Yes. Oh yeah. That yeah, was. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll tweet that from our, our Twitter Jesus accounts. But Woo! child, the ghetto. It was literally the, the ghetto. ghetto. <laughs> the get home, like literally. <laughs> I'm just seeing flipping Gemma Collins looking like taking her wig off, oh. and I'm just like, <laughs> don't do it. Just, just oh don't. god, Little sorry, mix. sorry. Dude. You first you did it with the Jamaican accent, now you want to do this. Bang yeah. <laughs> 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 You did that so right on first go. I swear to you, like literally. <laughs> Fucking hell. That was actually fucked. <laughs> do you know how long I've been trying to do that? And I'm a Jamaican. Listen, it's not in our dictionary. Maybe that's why that I can now. do it. That's yeah. why I can do it because I'm not Jamaican. It's not in our dictionary. I'll tell you that fucking now, lassie. 
All right. Um, anyway, sorry. Oh, what do you think good. of the rap list trend? Let's get back I, No, I think the rap list trend is important because it's like, it's smelling the flowers whilst they're still here. Because a lot of people do this thing when someone dies, they're like, oh, he was definitely one of the best rappers to ever exist. Or she was mm. one of the best singers or best rappers. It's nice to actually have Jay-Z and like um, people that are still alive. I mean, Drake, J. Cole, I make mean, J. Cole's pretty high in most people's lists, which is interesting. Um, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just surprised because I think like a lot of people don't fuck with him. Mm. Um, some, you get that whole he's boring shit. Um, and Kendrick is on a few people's lists as well. And it's nice to see that whilst rappers are alive, we're able to say, actually, yeah, they are one of the best rappers to ever do it or et cetera, et cetera. I, I disagree about that. Okay. I was, I, w- I would say hip hop. I, d- I think that's, that's very commonplace. I feel like that's a constant conversation happening online mm. on publications like even like taking a look at the breakfast club behind 97 whenever they have rappers on it always comes up in somehow who are your top five rappers yeah. even i think megan Thee stallion did some interview a few weeks ago oh yeah they yeah. asked who are top five are. i feel like that's kind of a, th- a thing that's quite common in hip-hop culture yeah other genres definitely not mm. i definitely do i definitely do, um believe we don't give them their flowers to after they've died yeah. and stuff like that um but no i'll, I'll say in hip-hop i feel like that's that happens a lot. I feel like Jay Z yeah. gets his respect, Nas gets his respect. Yeah. I think mean, I said Snoop Dogg maybe deserves more. Oh, Snoop, Snoop deserves yeah. more. Snoop released iconic albums like in the past. I'm so sorry, like it's, Doggy Style is iconic. It's not even just that. It's Snoop iconic. Dogg's in terms of cadence. Yeah. He changed it for a lot of people. He did. Like mm. just, just being smooth on a mm. beat. So yeah, Snoop Dogg is one of the pioneers. This is weird to say, like, and I know it's like a Wiz Khalifa would not be here. I'm sorry. Mm. Like, I'm so sorry that I said, I'm sorry. He would not be here. He wouldn't without the Snoop. I, I think he would be there because um, Wiz Khalifa has a great ear for beats. He's he's good at picking his beats. No, but he wouldn't be here because of it, his being influenced. He wouldn't be Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. He would be a rapper, but he wouldn't be Wiz Khalifa in a way, in my opinion. And also, yeah, fair. Yeah, also fair. back on the Snoop point, like his production, like him and Warren G pioneering the g-funk sound and yes. really like Speak sampling in a different way because remember when snoop came out this was in the well they're obviously part of the same collective but you know this is post nwa mm-hmm. this is post gangster i post ice t like yeah production changed a lot when snoop came into the game a lot of the production he was using yeah and the way he would rap over those beats so yeah snoop dogg has like he has like a like four classic albums mm. like out of that of the 13 or so he has and let's remember culturally he lived through that era just being cool and practically unscathed to be honest like he lived oh well through that he, whole, had, he had that murder charge but no 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 but in terms of like people coming after him he lived through that whole era being on one of the most dangerous rap labels and collectives mm. and actually came out unscathed just culturally mm. um, and and also consistency like he's not of our generation but he had a lot of hits for the three of us yeah. as we were growing yeah. up yeah yeah, like, he, so, did, he did. Like he, he, did. he debuted yeah. in like what 1992 but he was having hits well into the mid two thousands. He's still here and he's still relevant, not in terms of maybe his lyricism, but he's still relevant as a like, people know force. who he is. He's a mover and shaker yeah. in other ways. Um, and what I wanted to say about the rap list, I think, to be honest, the the, the account that instigated this was doing it for clout. Let's be real; like, some the of account? these people would do it was some podcast or something in the states, but it was they were doing it for clout. Um, <laughs> half of these um, brands were doing it for clout, like jumping on the thing. Um, the trend I think some of the lists were short-sighted I think I think rap and op- music opinion generally is obviously it clearly is a subjective and I think the whole war and stuff it instigated was just a bit weird to me like it was just a bit weird that it blew up so much um, one thing someone pointed out though is that 
Little Wayne on people's rap lists that were younger millennials didn't care for him or didn't put him on the list or Mad. put him really low as possible. Whereas people from maybe slightly older than us who made rap lists had Little Wayne front and center. So it was very interesting how certain, and it happened from other players as well. So for the likes of um, Jay-Z, for example, he was low on some people's list. For the likes of Pac, low on some people's list, like the younger, the new coming up. So I think there's a trend and we're starting to see that boat pivot from the people we grew up with being considered yeah. prominent and of reference and of um, discussion points. I think some people literally don't care for the Lil Wayne's and Jay-Z's and stuff like that. And they're starting to not get etched out of memory, but almost like they, they're important, but they're some old people shit. Like that, they're yeah. the old people shit. And we're going to put these rappers on, not just the new trap rappers, but the people that came up maybe when we were 14, 15, 16, like Wiz Khalifa would be but in the top, Big Sean, Kendrick, Big J. Sean. Well, some, and some people list Big Sean was there. I saw. So like- So um, single, look at him. So- uh, Anyway, um, <laughs> they were in the no. higher echelon, and Pack and stuff were maybe number fifty, if any. Ah, oh, that song. Uh, so but it's interesting. In, before that. Eden goes off on one about that song, Big Sean dropped last week or two weeks ago. I would like to make out. I want to point out that. But only point about the whole generational thing. Kanye was high on both generations' lists. I noticed, mm. like millennials, Gen Zs. Mm. Kanye was cons- um, of course every list I saw. Kanye was in the top fifteen. Mm. So I think that says a lot. Yeah, it does. Old heads were putting Kanye in, there, in high up and so a lot of these young kids. Because even mm. like, um, I was reading a Kevin Abstract interview from Brockhampton, um, who I love, love Brockhampton. By yeah. the way, there are two, two new singles, dope, banging, great. Check they are, out. they are, um, you're right. The album's about to bang. Um, so Kevin Abstract says his favorite rapper of all time is Kanye West. And yeah. he's like, I think 19, 20. He's, he's once again, he's very young. Mm. And he said Kanye is the greatest to him of all time. Yep. So it's just like, and obviously I would say that as someone who obviously grew up with him from like nine years old, but seeing older heads also putting Kanye. So like Kanye was probably the only person that I would say that was consistently rated highly. And I can see that because I think he's a rapper that really obviously debuted early 2000s. And I think that he he grew with us and he grew with even the younger generations, even from the likes of 2010, he still was growing. He grew into a different journey and he's in a T like there was even a break from there and he grew into a completely different person. And I think the younger generation might've seen that side of Kanye and still were like, Oh, I fuck. Cause he still got across that he produces, that he raps, that he songwrites, that he curates, that he does fashion as well. Artistry, my beautiful artist fantasy, all of that. So they got to see that part of his discography. Whereas we got to see the you know Jesus walks and from the beginning mm. and the echelons mm. of his beginning. Mm. So I think he's been able to really flip and continue to keep flipping um at, until as of late really. But like in, continue to flip and show the younger generation who he is and the different facets of his artistry. And also I think a good point is that what people reference for Kanye. So Kevin Abstract, his reference was Aoweights and Jesus. Those were there his. You go. Those were his. Point. Those were go. his signature Kanye albums. Whereas yep. for me, I would say Late Registration is his there best. You go. That's his best work. There you to go. Me. And there's then, that divide. Then Doctor Fantasy. Yeah. So Kanye had equally. Even if us, I feel like we don't really care for like Jesus and and yay and all yeah. that but the new people yeah. the young oh, we're young too but you know what I mean even a couple years younger than me 21 year olds would say yeah you know, they, that, they, that that's, that's, it, you that's know? what that's their Kanye yeah yeah, that's their Kanye mm-hmm. it's like for me no our graduation mm-hmm. college dropout that's me no registration yeah um, 
So Kanye was an interesting one that I saw. I actually don't find it that interesting because I feel like the fact that people that are young are still saying Kanye West is like one of their favorite. Just because I think out of all of the people like Jay-Z and um, let's say Nas and all those type of people, I feel like, and this isn't to discredit their work, but Kanye is one of the only rappers (laughs) of that generation that is still putting out semi-serious albums. Um, That kind of- Semi-serious? Yeah, yeah. Because like Nas, everyone's like- Huh? Jay-Z? His last album, what four four four? Yeah, that's like people can say even that's old his heads, most personal old heads love that album. That's my point. That heads. wasn't made for the younger generation. Oh, oh, okay. So, cool, so cool, cool, cool. the young, obviously the older generation are going to say four 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 was great because they've seen the whole progression of Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, and they've yeah. seen okay. that he's gone from the guy that spoke about drug dealing to make his money to talking about buy this painting because it will it will. Um, growing money and etc etc like that but Kanye West he's the one thing that Kanye is really good at is he's able to analyze the scene and then change his sound in accordance to the scene so Jesus although our generation hate it the reason the next generation love it is because it resonates with the sound that was becoming prevalent in the, mm. their scene mm. um, and as people started to fade away and they kind of like stood back and watched the scene example being um jay-z he, he didn't Jay-Z? he wasn't releasing music as much yep. um nas he would release what he's released two albums in the last two years or three years um the one that kanye produced which is another kanye cosign and um the lost tapes the lost the tapes, lost tapes which me. didn't really get that great in terms of reviews from mm. most of the people that i've spoken to i liked that I actually I like I old heads, old, again. Old heads love it. So yeah. it's another. It's another. I'm not an old head, but Kanye. Your old head. You got to think. Yeah, Kanye is one of the only artists from the past, like the generation before us, collaborated with someone that's new. Little Pump. Mm. Like that collaboration was very key to the younger generation being like, oh, Kanye West, Paul McCartney. That's the older generation. Mm. He's really good with collaborating with people throughout time. Yeah. And I think that's why he stood the test of time. Charlie Wilson. Yeah, he's right. You're right. But what I find really interesting with Kanye that I've noticed from my perspective, I think there was not a crisis. Actually, I'm going to say a crisis point. I think it was around the time that the life of Pablo dropped and I saw him reaching out to the industry. So I saw him inviting Vic Mensa, come with me, Chance, come Mm, with me, mm, come to the studio mm, now. I need mm, you. I mm. need to reinvent myself. Travis, come, come Mm. and create a classic. Uh, Then people call it. Ty Dolla Sign, exactly. Um, Even Vince Staples went to the studio as well um, because obviously LA. Um, But um, he was inviting loads of the industry and taking from them. And I think that even caused to the story Story that Drake told us during the Pusha T about how the rollout was happening, how he took people to Wyoming and kind of didn't release everything that was made there and kind of just kind of took, sorry, took experiences and kind of just curated what he wanted from that. And I think it's very, what I see from Kanye, the new Kanye from about four or five years ago, even why, why the, the whole reason why You Mad came out with Vic Mensa um, and Vic Mensa as well, I think there was a crisis in him and he was like, I don't know how to reinvent myself. So I know how to produce, I know how to create, I know how to sample, I know how to make for all of you guys, but I don't know what I need to do next. Mm. And I think that's where, even the rollout was because of that, I think, yeah. because he was like, how do I reinvent myself for this new generation? The little pump collaboration, that was definitely because of that. This new trap thing, I'm not a part of it. I need to play a part of it. I need to insert myself how somehow because it, it interpolates fashion, which I'm interested in as well. So I think, Kanye, although his fans and his stands particularly won't um, acknowledge this, 
he definitely goes through his periods of vulnerability mm. where he's like, I need to absorb. And that is why the life of Pablo for me sounded very chance-like, mm. very chance-like. A chance was chance was marinated across that in certain places as yeah. well, I think. And the gospel influences, and it was part of Chance's change as well. Chance was changing into that kind of, you know, like you saw at the concert, his whole Jesus thing for like- The rapping Kirk Franklin. Yeah. yeah, and he was going through a change as well. So maybe they mutually benefited each other for that moment. But I think Kanye, I definitely see the side of Kanye that use it. But mm. every artist uses, but I definitely see that crisis and yeah. I saw it. But yeah. other people didn't want to acknowledge that, but I saw it. Do you know who is who studied that and who's going to be like someone who studied that? And it's the reason why he's doing, he's probably the best in the music industry. Who? Um, Drake. Oh, so yeah. Drake definitely yeah. studied Kanye's um, strategy like using younger artists, using, copying their sounds. There's a reason that, see, the thing is, I like Drake's music and I like his albums, but the thing is, they don't sound the same. And mm. the reason for that, the reason why I hate what, what's it called? What a time to be alive. But I love- Never press play on it. But I love everything else. Nothing <laughs> was the same. It's because Drake doesn't make the same album, in my opinion. He doesn't make the same album when he releases something. Um, and the other person that's done that is Kanye. And Drake collaborates with younger artists when he wants to release a new single. Mm. So if you think about, what's that song where you do the little, that thing to? Oh, live, look alive, look yeah, alive. Uh, that one, look yeah. Look alive, a block boy. So that one, um, you gotta <laughs> think one. about, I, yeah, those songs. So Drake <laughs> definitely studied that, but this list, I, I haven't seen anyone that's got it right yet. Oh, actually I have, Mike Tyson. <laughs> really? Mike Tyson's, really? wait, let me see if I can get it, actually. Mm. Cause Mike Tyson's list was sick. Just say top five. All right, top five was Big, Pac, Rakim, Nas, Jay-Z. Definitely an old head. Uh, let me do top 10, actually. LL Cool J was number six. Mm. Kane was seven. Who? Um, Big Daddy Kane. Oh. Um, KRS was eight. K- Ice Cube was nine. DMX was 10. Oh, DMX comes DMX through. DMX deserves some flowers. The only woman on this list is Queen Latifah, which Mad. is interesting. Mad. So and none of them got it right then. And Andre 3000 is number 16. Yeah, no one got it right. No one got it and right. someone made that point. A journalist, a very prominent journalist um, said that actually, so none of these rap lists acknowledge that women existed. So. Uh, Lauren Hill's 33. So there was female rappers Missy before Elliot and after her. Missy Elliott is 48. Okay, obvious choices. Okay. Uh, Give me something new. I don't know some of these artists, so they might be women. Go on. But, oh, okay. Do we read the whole list? Say no, the not the whole say list, the but say the ones you're ambiguous about or that you think. Uh, there is... Oh, Little Kim's there, 25. Of course. Um, Where's Foxy? Look, I feel like that... I feel like I'm, I was right, be surprised Is MC her. Loot a woman or a man? MC Light? He's right, Loot. Oh, oh, okay. It would look like L-Y-T. a L-Y-T. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank God that was... MC Light, Light is a... A woman? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so 46. Uh, and that's it. That's the only one I didn't know. I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to get this list right because as I keep saying to people, music isn't something that can be solidified. You can't say that this is my top list and then when someone else gets upset, you'll be like, oh, I don't know. I just feel like everyone has their own opinion. Just stick with it. Mm. Lil Durk isn't wrong in his opinion, but- Some opinions are wrong. Yeah, okay, I guess so. But for me, he's wrong. (laughs) To him, he's right. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Yes, um- yeah, I think the the list trend, yeah, it just proves that you can't really kind of quantify what 
the definite list is but I think some could have been more inclusive to wider eras and it's very clear who didn't do their homework and who did but um yeah moving on to the UK um there's quite a few um things that have been happening but the prominent thing that's happened this week is to do with um, a singer called Mahalia and yeah so a tweet popped off um a tweet popped off a thread popped off actually which I'm just getting up for you guys now so um the user of the name a adamant times Yves, I think, um, A-D-A-M-A-N-T-X-Y-V-E-S. This isn't deleted, so I'm assuming that is fine to, you know, look at. And it's I think the last one, it, the last thing's pronounced Eves. Oh, okay, Eves. Um, so she tweeted um, in response to Mahalia's colour video, how many of these do we need? I'm seriously asking, how do y'all even um, tell them apart? They all sound the same. They all dress the same. They all have the similar looks. I don't even hate the girl. I hate the way the game is set up. Yet, stands will stand. As woke as y'all pretend to be, and as woke as y'all pretend to want your faves to be, none of you, neither you nor your faves, seem to have the range. Mahalia then responded to two days after, <laughs> saying, yeah, because it was four, yeah, two days after saying, I hope that you're having a better day today with the LOL to start that off. Um, I'm doing great. I wasn't <laughs> feeling poorly before. Um, the response, oh. uh, I'm sure you're a lovely person and artist. I'm simply remarked on the, um, how do you pronounce this word? Ibiquity? Ibiquity? Ibiquity, I have no idea. Oh, ubiquity. 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 This yeah. type. Um, oh, come through vocabulary. I know she giving the language. And the thing is, hold on, hold on, hold on. We ain't done yet. We ain't done Ubiquity. yet. We ain't done yet. I'm going to more. Whoever this person is is rude. <laughs> very, very rude. Uh, and she you know what? I wasn't feeling poorly. I'm a fan. <laughs> and and <laughs> Mah- Mah- Mahalia was interested. She asked a question. She said, and what type is that? Nothing. I made it all up. There is absolutely no other artist like you with your look, with your style, with your... Oh, God, she got language, Tessitura. Oh. Never has been, never will be. There is also no such thing as colorism. Thank you for this sincere discussion. I see the light. Clever use of wordplay there. Um, and then Mahalia. I see the light. No, no. And she thought about nah. that because she snicked with the pen. No. So Mahalia came back. I wanted to write an article. Mahalia came back. Hold on, step back. Don't be passive aggressive with me now that I've challenged you on something you said. You were adult enough to come on here and start a discussion. So finish it. Oh, a threat. I see the um, light. And then, hold on. Stressing me out. Twitter's oh. long. Um, oh, Wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, she quote tweeted again. You think I don't find my name in this conversation every single day? I want to talk about it, but you didn't give uh, me a chance. This is not hardly speaking. No one ever fucking does. You threw my name and my video on your Twitter for all your hating, hating followers to jump on. So, <laughs> a follower of mine, someone I love, one as well, she stepped into the discussion. She said, Mahalia is upset because many people pointed out that she's a type 
of artists that is heavily prevalent in the UK. I mean, dot, dot, dot. UK R&B singers typically are fair-skinned, sing in the... <laughs> Sing in the Badu Winehouse tone where Baggy Street <laughs> Sorry, where street uh, Baggy Street wear clothing. I mean I could go on, but that's a type. Someone responded, my thing about this is why criticize Mahalia, Georgia, etc., and not the culture where there's seemingly still a demand for this sound. It just seems mean-spirited to trash. She kind of said that she did anyway. But Emma Harley are forgiving people what they want versus critiquing the culture. She ain't done nothing wrong. That was someone responded to one of them. One said, nobody was trashing Mahalia. All critiques have been sound and honest. It isn't hating when you're sharing your opinion in a respectful way. Um, and that was, um, it goes on, but that's basically the discussion. So I know that your boy shops has either some context or some opinion or a bit of both to add. So add it. So this is my thing. What Warner's World and the other person who I'm said they were, the it, person yeah. who wasn't poorly, yeah. what they said isn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. But I don't think Mahalia should have been the scapegoat okay. for that for those comments. Okay. Cause if you put Nas Georgia Smith now, okay. She was mentioned in the But Yes, Mahali is light-skinned, but I feel like she does kind of get an unfair rap for that because outside of, yes, she's light-skinned, she does have privilege, but she is a genuinely talented singer and mm. songwriter and guitarist, mm. and she has good music. Mm. She just happens to be light-skinned. Yeah. Now, Georgia, and I saw two other girls in colors, which uh, literally look exactly like her. I can't remember what the Yeah, I've seen one. There was one that blew up a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw. And I was like, oh, okay. And someone was said another one. Yeah. Someone was like, another one. Yeah. Similar. And... So there, are, there, like I said, there is some validity and there's definitely like some concrete grounding in that argument for 100%. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Mahali should have been used as the example. Mm. I think um, I read the tweet, obviously, as, you know, a quick Twitter hot take, a humorous thing. Da, da, da. And like Shope said, there is validity to the discussion. I do think that Mahalia is someone who's genuine and who's worked hard. I've listened to interviews. Um, she's actually she's been grinding. She's actually not even on. Let's be real. She's not even, the lights aren't all, all the way on yet. There's eyes. There's attention. She's gone to the States. There's a the bit of attention. She had a bit of interviews, but there's not the attention especially not georgia level yet Mm -mm. she's not even the Mm -mm. lights the match hasn't lit you know she Mm -mm. hasn't been on the shows so she still is technically grinding and still finding her feet i've seen her work the um the small show circuit and grow her audience over the last couple of years not months years so she has paid her dues in terms of working um light-skinned yes she happens to suffer from that i mean um benefit (laughs) should i say some benefit from that privilege um she has it she's light-skinned um and there might be more eyes and attention because of that um on ig and on the various platforms she releases music colors might have had an engagement boost but Shopee's right I think she is genuinely talented and she can sing like live as well um I've watched some performances particularly she's great that one she she does and she works hard on her craft um she seems like a genuine girl and I hate to bring yeah, she seems to just genuine she, girl like I she seems to, that, to but, like yeah. literally be about yeah the craft her craft and she, I've, I've watched interviews as well she genuinely has inspiration she genuinely has influences she's an artist at heart so I think her as the placeholder in this Mm-mm. was the wrong Choice. definitely get that little hot take i get it it's definitely a moment in r&b generally let's be real real broad um across the states as well there's a light-skinned moment but definitely happening. now in the uk though. but in the uk definitely it's now on the right lights now. are on in the uk for definitely that right now. and label signings and stuff like that it's definitely on for that aesthetic but i think 
yeah, Mahalia was the wrong. And if you had the cultural uh, nuance and being in this country and actually seeing the visibility of her whole career, then I think you would know that, which is why I don't tend to intrude on cultural discussions that have nothing to do with me. Hence why the Afrobeats discussion with the Lion King Beyonce, I haven't, I haven't really got into that because it's not my place to speak because I don't have the range. I don't. So, um, Eden, Oh, and that too, saying that she doesn't have the range, she, she does. Who? Mahalia. Um, um, um Miss Mrs. I'm not poorly. Oh that's what I'm gonna refer to her. Oh, as. she doesn't <laughs> saying that Mahalia doesn't have the range. Yeah. See, no. Yeah. It, and I could tell that she said that just by looking at that. I bet she had never she doesn't even know who Mahali is. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, never yeah. even looked at her other music, her other videos. Yeah. She probably just saw it was a light skinned girl singing R and B music on colours. And said, Oh, here we go. Yeah, here Let's we go. Mm. So I yeah, it's one of those ones. Eden, do you have any thoughts on your babes? Because I know she's your babes. Oh, now so. that you said that, it's going to sound. No, a I'm bit joking. Weird. This isn't biased. <laughs> Honestly, Eden just genuinely loves good music. Uh-huh. So speak. So with Mrs. I, can, can, I, tired? can I tell you my main issue with this? Go on. I get really frustrated, and I know we have a lot of American listeners, so I know, like, don't take this to heart, please. <laughs> I get very frustrated when people from America have a glimpse of the UK scene and then try to do commentary. Woo! I, I have a massive Woo! issue with that because there's a, lack, on it. there's a lack of education. Mm-hmm. There is a lack of an, an attempt to actually understand how the scene works. And then you assume that our scene works in similar or exactly the same way that it does in the United States. Obviously, not going to take away from the fact that African-Americans, they do lead in making music and they have been the helm of the music scene Mm. forever. And they coined all of these genres. Um, I'm not going to say all of them because Jamaica did play a huge part in a lot of it as well. In our genres. Um, As did Africa in theirs. But but I know what you mean. The R&B. I'm essentially saying it's not just America. But to echo what both Nick and Sharpe have said, I need to, uh, obviously I need to be careful because I'm light-skinned. So, and I I do understand the fact that we do have a privilege when it comes to a lot of things. Um, We are usually the face when it comes to um, introducing people to, and I hate this word, urban things so whether it's music you'll get a light-skinned person that's doing like say a radio show even if you can't see our face they kind of feel like we're the safe option Mm. completely take that into consideration colorism is real the thing i have an issue with mahalia isn't georgia smith mahalia with mahalia she isn't i don't want to i don't want to sound rude go on go on go on but i don't think people consider mahalia conventionally attractive does that make sense to you and what I'm trying to say? I know what you're saying. Like, I feel like Mahalia, um, and this is something that I was actually going to bring up. Mahalia could, if she wanted to, she could be one of those people that talk about body positivity because a lot of people have been getting onto her lately because she is she's put on a bit of weight. Has she? Yeah, I saw, genuinely. I saw a recording recently, uh, a video recently where she was in a performance, and a lot of people like she's lost, she's gained a lot of weight and stuff like really? that. And I just, I think it's cool, and that's one of the reasons I've said this before. And like people get onto me, they're like, ah, you find Mahalia attractive and stuff like that. Do you know what I find attractive? I find authentic people attractive. Yeah, I find people that are comfortable in their own skin and are able to just be like, I'm this, you have to accept me. Okay, um, and I feel like that's what Mahalia does. She isn't the um, let's say the light skinned princess that comes onto the scene. And, and to be honest, I'm not saying that about Georgia Smith either. Mm. Although we do know that Georgia Smith has gotten to the height she's re- gotten to because of 
I her looks have come looks. into play. Yeah, she, definitely. To be honest, I'm going to be really fair. She does have talent, but I just think the vocal styling, which we mentioned last season, the vocal styling is the area where yeah. she needs to work on. And she knows she knows that she could. It's like Scissor. She knows she doesn't have to sing in that style, yeah. but she just chooses to. Yeah, yeah. She's very talented when she doesn't, mm. and she, her older material. I would say will very talented, talented, but no, she's got the she's got the foundation to you know Georgia, build her talent. Georgia Smith has good songs. She does. She, and she has loved, good songs. loved her older disc. Well, yeah. liked her older disc. No, love. Yeah. Is this yeah. the album Manny Fuck with? Yeah. yeah. But I, I definitely agree. Mahalia isn't the right stance. And if I'm being completely honest, like I can imagine. See, this is hard to say. I, I just feel like from Mahalia's stance, it would be very difficult for her to not feel some kind of imposter syndrome if she keeps receiving comments like this. But also mm. I do see the side where she does need to educate herself and be like, okay, I do have this privilege. Um, and like we're talking about with a Alex from Glastow and the fact that he needs to kind of either talk about his influences. I, th I feel like Mahalia needs to do something similar and talk about mm. um, colorism or just kind of make an effort. Maybe go and do what, actually I'm not going to say what I was just going to say, but um, maybe go on a podcast and like, just like talk ooh, to some people and kind of like understand uh, colorism and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I know where we were going with that. Do you want me to say it? I can no, say it. No, I can no. own that. Hi Stormzy. No, what? Ah, uh, I owned it. <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas, Wait, this is journalist Nicholas Tyrell. What is Stormzy? What is Stormzy? So let's just say my jammer went on the receipts <laughs> to discuss colorism. Remember when that colorism thing happened? Yeah, yeah. She went on the receipts podcast to just discuss it with them. Yeah, oh. she, like she gains the. So to some extent, the forgiveness of the black yeah, yeah. British yeah. girls. I didn't want it to come across. Why so like Stormzy? Oh, I get. That. Yeah, I was just because Eden one of her. But, but I think it's, it's I thought you were saying her. I thought you were going to say Georgia Smith on on beats Apple Musical. With, oh, oh, she did, that was a good discussion though. She actually she 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 knows what it is, and Mahalia did reference it in the tweets. She knows she knows. She just said she never gets a chance to speak on it. Uh, I don't think that's fair. Which is yeah, she's it. Yeah. No, in terms of the fact that one of the tweets was like. The tweets that Mahali was kind of, the thing she was sending out was kind of like, why are we talking about this? Like, oh yeah, the, okay. the, the, the kind of theme of it and the way it sounded. Mm. So maybe it's still, it's, a, it's, it's another written thing. I think it was just, I she feel was like angry. When, she was I, frustrated. I feel like when people explain things via text, it's very difficult to actually get what they're trying to say. And in this instance, it felt like Mahali was kind of ignoring the central point mm. because she was offended and because she wanted to kind of get away from it. Yeah. And um, sometimes when you're offended, you need to just like accept something and then mm. move away, think about it and then come back and just mm. comment on it. And I don't think she's done that. She's just automatically seen it and yeah. gone straight for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do think she was the wrong person to target. And Americans, please, if you're listening to this, I beg you stop doing it because it is really fucking No, 100%, annoying. I agree. 100%. Like, it's very, yeah. very They annoying. love doing that. Yeah. It's like you guys feel like you're on the upper echelon and you feel like you can come and comment on our scene for no reason. And I'm just like, mm. if you appreciate our music, it's cool. And obviously, if you listen to it, comment on it. I don't feel like from, the, if this comment kind of proves to me that this woman's never listened to Mahali's music before. If Colors, mm. if Colors is the introduction to Mahali for you, Sober was one of the first songs for her to blow up in the UK. You're at her adolescence. Get into her actual music and make an actual educated opinion. Mm. If you, if you, if she put this on Georgia Smith and she hadn't listened to the rest of her music. I would probably say the same thing as well, even though it's more likely. It's even not, though it's true. It is true for George like, Smith. At least have an educated opinion. Yeah. At least know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm. And and I don't, don't come all like passive aggressive because it was passive aggressive. 
Like, no, it was, I, 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 hence why I went, oh, this is getting like, because I was like, oh, like, really it, like it, was, it was your opportunity. Mm. And to be honest, I think there's two things at play. I think Mahalia and the ego, I'll be really quick. I think Mahalia with the ego, um, that's what you were hinting at. So like ego gets in the way of arguments sometimes, especially around social structures and what's going on in our society. People play the victim complex instead of actually thinking of the systemic um, uh, she was the just systemic upset. impact. And it's like, yeah, she probably was just scrolling through tweets, saw that, was like, oh, fuck these fans or fuck these people again. Again, another opinion mm. but it's like you sometimes you have to step out of that and I think another thing at play is which I'm coming I'm getting a bit disillusioned myself with which is Twitter and I've kind of said it as well where people come on Twitter with this kind of tone and it's kind of hard to decipher what's going on with Twitter like what are you trying to get out of this are you trying to get a productive dialogue or are you trying to get a um, argument for the masses because there are people that follow you you have open accounts some people want clout so they're kind of like let me just instigate this and quote tweet this and let my followers seep into them. One has spoken about this a lot where people just quote tweet and then they they get their followers. And it's an educated seeping technique. Nicki mm. Minaj has done it with her fans in the past where she kind of eggs things on so that they people with higher following engagement, they'll get people to kind of get into that. And I think if you want an educated dialogue, there are platforms to do that. Pitch an article, you know, go on a platform, talk about it. I think there's a much better way to have done this. If that girl did get um, annoyed by Mahalia, she should have done the, like you said, done the research. I'll be really quick, done the research, made a pitch to some publications and then spoken about it and been mm. like the UK industry has a light skin problem or something like that. And that has been a piece. There's been many a piece about that. Um, so I think that's one thing. And I, me as um, myself, and I think even Chope would agree with this as journalists, some ideas we just leave for the pitching, yeah. you know, like let's, let's <laughs> no, develop this. There's a pitch I'm working on now. Let's develop it. Mm. Let's make sure the research actually let's adds brainstorm. up. Yeah. Let's get some quotes and let's pitch it to the right editor. I just want to say quickly, I know we love one as well on this podcast, but she was chatting shit. In that phrase. I agree. She was chatting absolute shit. About what? That aesthetic? Let me read you the tweet because it's complete bullshit. Mahalia is upset because many people pointed out oh, that she's a tweet. type of... No, it's the second one as well. So Mahalia is upset because many people pointed out that she's a type of artist that is heavily prevalent in the UK. I mean, okay. The next tweet is the bullshit. Go on, go on, go on. UK R&B singers typically are fair skin. True singing that Bardu slash Winehouse tone. Mahalia doesn't do that. Mahalia doesn't do that. I am. Yeah. With Mahalia, definitely not. I wouldn't agree. Wear baggy clothes. Street, no, wear baggy streetwear clothing. I've seen that aesthetic on colours. I have seen it. No, she, she, was, she was wearing the red thing, right? No, not Mahalia. No, not, forget Mahalia. I'm talking about the the, the wider. No, the I agree. Shop scene yeah. artists. Yeah. No, the I baggy, agree. They do get that, the artists to dress up like that. They do. I No, I agree. And Mahalia did do it in the video. Yeah. But that just proves to me again, you don't listen to Mahalia's but music. But that's her style, no. I've seen on her Instagram that genuinely thought she kind of wore What, Mahalia? Not really. Mahalia wears like dungarees and shit, I swear. But that, that, doesn't that fit into that aesthetic? Like she could streetwear. Dungarees are making a comeback as streetwear. I wouldn't say Mahalia is streetwear. No, I wouldn't say Mahalia. Is I've seen okay. it. I've seen it. Okay. No, I agree. But in general, the whole point is bullshit. Like the Wait, whole. What you, okay, what part of it? The part where she said she said that uh, Mahalia sings in a wine house oh, yeah, slash no, 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 that's, type of that's voice. That's definitely not right. No, but then if that's not right, and that's the whole point of the tweet, why are you writing it? 
It just, I, just I think she meant wider than Mahalo. I think she meant um, this type of that. Aesthetic. But this is my she point. Knows, it's, but it's, it's, but do you, it's would you say that's tweet. true? Would you say that's true of wider than just the R and B scene? Because I, not would, I personally still wouldn't. I still Badu. wouldn't. The Winehouse thing, I've yes. heard it. It's yes. definitely a trend. But the Badu, I wouldn't say that. I and that's not even just a, a, a light skin thing. That's a lot of. British singers yeah, do that. Yeah. Shout out to Amy, you know, your influence. The influence is strong. <laughs> Shout out to Amy. No, I just think it was an opportunity for people that are outside of the UK to be like, let's jump on this because and nobody mm, seems like they've done the actual research. Yes. Yeah. And I want to say some real true tea. The US doesn't know our culture the way we know theirs. Yep. That's true. Hmm. 100%. Because they don't care about UK music like that. No. Because they are the pervasive dominant force in media, culture, music. Mm. So the ways that the three of us know, not only what's going on in mainstream American music, we know about the, the subcultures, the mm. subgenres. I doubt that Americans know what drill is, UK drill yeah. is, or they know what Afro swing is. They don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah. They don't know what the Alte movement is happening in Nigeria. They don't know yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. No, and obviously not every American, obviously not. No, 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 but, but I know what you're saying. But generally, so yeah. like, I agree. And not even just this Mahalo thing. I've seen it a few times in the before. I see Americans mm. who I who I appreciate, who I follow, and I enjoy their content, but like, but no. Yeah. Like, stay in your lane. No, one thing I will say is that, and th this goes back to when people say that UK artists have blown up in the US. They haven't. It's a simple thing. The places that do know our culture or would be more likely to know our culture in the North American region are both New York and Toronto, maybe. And that's because of the cultural affinity and that New York is the first kind of state that you touch when you get across waters. That's why a Stormzy is known over there. That's why Dave is known over there. That's it's why, regional. That's what it's regional. It's and regional. even within that, there's still an ignorance. I agree with you. But the most likely region of that whole United States region is New York. And that's one state. So all of you people from all the other states coming in and even New Yorkers, you don't know it to that level to kind of comment. And if you do, you would give me more examples of artists mm -hmm. that do that. And then mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, tick, 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 tick. Okay, I get you. Mm -hmm. The Amy Winehouse thing, I we, we both know that that's the thing. But in terms of giving me examples, let's write some names because then I would let point me in the direction of videos or songs that suggest what you're saying is true. And then I would know that you actually know our mm. culture or at least take an interest in our culture to kind of know, but all these throwaway comments with no knowledge. Factual no and I bet that people when go back, when people go back and forth with me, I always get articles. I always get the, I'm like, this is what it is. Or if I'm wrong, I always acknowledge that. And I'm like, Oh, actually, do you know what? I maybe just threw that one out. And I get, you know? I, I bet you that Mrs. I wasn't poorly. Couldn't name any dark skinned British singers we have. Listen, it's mute. It's mute. Mrs. I was Because born. even when she was going back and forth with Mahalia, I like to, you know me, you know me. I love to provide in brackets my little bits of truth mm. and the little factual bits. So in the back and forth, I saw none of that. So I was kind of like, is this an ego thing or is this actually it was, a productive it was an conversation? Ego thing. It's an ego thing. She's, anyway. No, but oh, sorry, she, does, she does bring up a great point. About, yeah, it's about true. The fact yeah. that light-skinned singers do definitely take the helm of the UK music scene and the US music scene, but the lack of research is very evident. evident. And Mahalia isn't evidence of that because she actually has talent. <laughs> it's not the hill to die on. Like if we're, okay, if we're being honest, I can name the artist she's probably thinking of. Mabel, Georgia Smith, the person who made Baddest, I can't remember her name. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> That's how we know. Amelia, is that Amelia Monet? Is that her name? Um, yeah, you've, we've mentioned her before. All of those artists, the light-skinned ones who have the ponytail, those are the ones that she's referring to. Mahalia doesn't fall into that. Oh, there's one that I actually like. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, was that the end of the 
the last topic. That's yes. it. So we've oh, wrapped it up. Wow. We've been through a lot and we're about to, I guess, head into our interview. Yeah, so we have an great. exciting guest for you today, guys. We have an exciting, exciting guest, a UK rapper. Um, let us know what you think about the interview, but you're going to meet a very, very genuine guy who made a song called Margarita. He made a song called On Tap. Quite a few you might actually know. So get ready Good to night. listen to Kediata. Cool. So we're back. We're back. We're back here with Cardiata. How you doing? Well, gone. You good? Yeah, man. I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. I, for some reason, thought that Pimlico, where you're from, was closer than it actually is for some reason on the Victoria Line. No, but this but, is quay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're doing an interview today with Cardiata. Um, so UK rapper from Pimlico. Um, I guess you, we were trying to describe your your style before. You said you're not upset with trap from the past being what you're known as. Mm. What would you kind of classify yourself as now? Like what style of music do you make? Um, Pop. Okay. Yeah. You make pop music? I mean, yeah. Okay. I feel like I do still. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily put in the same pop bracket as a lot of others you okay. get me it's my interpretation of what i feel like pop music should sound like okay mm. do you get me same way michael jackson doesn't sound like uh kylie minogue or taylor yeah. swift doesn't sound like uh young bean do you get what i mean like, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. my interpretation of what i think pop music sounds like okay and um yeah that's what i feel like the genre is right now still so. okay cool do you guys mind do you guys want to shoot first with the questions or should i go uh, whatever you're already talking so you can start um i guess i just want to kind of go from that thought actually um i'm not the type of person who writes down questions i just kind of freestyle from the way the flow of the conversation is going I and you had questions. yeah i did but i kind of wanted to go into um, season three with like writing down questions in interviews and stuff but i realized that's not really me i'm not reggie yates like i'm just gonna come <laughs> and, i'm just gonna come and talk naturally Dude, and see what's happening to you man yeah like, man don't like, force a thing like right? this is this is the way that i interview people so calm yeah um but in terms of pop music you said that um use Young Bane, use Kylie Minogue, use all these people as examples of pop music. And like a few seasons ago, we spoke about how a certain artist like M&EK failed as a black pop artist in the UK, mm. or at least his first album wasn't really doing that well. Um, and it's because he was, it's he black, obviously queer in pop music. Um, but I kind of just want to understand, like, is there a fear from an artist to go into that sphere as a in the pop arena as a black artist do you kind of like are you scared of going into that because it's mostly like it's a white genre people think it's a white genre is it though i don't think it is personally but a lot of people that listen to pop are white i would say really though in the uk yeah 100 percent. i don't know because same way i feel like well let's let's begin with saying that um black people are only three percent of the uk and one percent is in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, of course you would say that 
mm. most it's more white people that listen to it because it's more white people yeah, that live yeah, here. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But in terms of the black people that are actually here, we listen to pop music every single day. Mm. Drake is pop. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, um, almost everybody you listen to is pop. Like, mm. do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't like a lot of us don't listen to artists that ain't pop. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a lot of us don't listen to underground music. Okay. You get me? That's why mm. people like myself and um, a lot of my counterparts have struggled. Not struggled, but been under the radar for a minute because a lot of people don't listen to pop. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So um, I feel like as I've made the shift in uh, the way I've been authentically um, myself, but in this kind of pop kind of bracket, um, I feel like it's fine. Okay. Do you get me? Because everybody listens to pop anyway. I just yeah. have to show my version of it still. So that's okay. how I feel about it. So you're, you're trying to redefine pop as a genre then, in a way? Or are you trying to enter the market? Yes, and because the thing is, pop doesn't necessarily have one genre. Do you get me? There yeah, could yeah, be yeah. a song that comes, um, <laughs> the foundations of it is soul, but it's a pop song. Mm. Do you get me? A good example of that is uh, Plan B. Mm. Do you get me? But then there could be... Uh, a song where the foundations of it is like um, a dance hall. Okay, do you okay. get me? Yeah, yeah. And a good example of that is Sean Paul. Mm. But it's they're they're both pop, but they're yeah. just in. Do you get what I mean? They're just different sonically, but they're both pop. You're still gonna hear them on uh, Capital FM, yeah. etc. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. And that kind of leads into something that I read earlier. Um, so I saw. I think it was an article. I can't remember who it was. Um, we'll credit it in the bio for this podcast, but. Mm there was something about not trying to sound like other people. Mm. Like I think, I believe you said something about not being, not sounding like other people or something along those lines. Mm. Um, so how do you keep that authenticity? How do you kind of avoid it? Because I know like on Twitter, there was this whole thing around J1, mm. an artist um, who made the song, uh, Your Misses, I think it's called, um, which Blue actually did quite well. He signed to GRM and stuff and he released a new album. But a lot of people are saying that on some songs, he sounds like notes on some songs. He sounds like Stormzy, um, and I guess it's kind of this idea that the music industry in the UK at the moment is a vehicle. Like you're not really allowed to be authentic. You have to copy the formula of say like a Rams barking that went to number two or et cetera, et cetera. So how do you stay as yourself, as an artist? How do you keep yourself grounded and make sure that the sound you have is authentic? Um, It's not really hard. Like you get me for, for me, um, obviously my approach when I create music is um, make what I like. Mm. Do you get me? So I've always grew up listening to pop music anyway. Okay. Do you get me? When I was young, I used to listen to Justin Timberlake and um, even Kylie Minogue or mm. do you get what I mean? Yeah. I used to, like even Robbie Williams, even Dido, even S Club 7. Yeah. I, all of these things I used to listen to. Yeah, bangers. So I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like I'm ever coming out of my... Um, comfort zone not comfort zone but I don't feel like I'm ever coming out of something that I don't like because I already know what I like yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I, I've already got references to be able to draw inspiration from in the pop world or whatever okay so yeah okay that's fair enough um did you guys have any questions on that or anything in general um I have a comment Vinick oh go, no go on if you have a comment go for it stick um, on topic I think that what we have to kind of make clear is that there's popular music than there actually is the genre pop music so like what you said about how drake is pop michael jackson's pop they fall under the umbrella of popular music but mm. then there actually is 
the stylistic genre of pop music, especially in the UK. So like you said, S Club 7 and Robbie Williams, Kylie Minogue, they fall under the genre of pop. But I think what I interpreted, interpreted your comment as you're trying to make pop music from Caddy R's perspective. Yes, exactly. So okay. not the genre, because I thought people may be like, he ain't pop. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, so I just want to make that clear, like, you know, people out there that, you know, there's obviously the genre pop, mm. but then it's also like, I guess the, what's the word? I guess the paradigm of popular music mm. and Caddy Arta, sorry, I'm still trying to get into, because I've been saying it wrong for the last two years, people. <laughs> <laughs> so Caddy Arta is making pop music from his perspective, from what he knows knows best that's what i want to say the thing is like people still might be confused as um me actually describing my stuff as pop mm. but um it, i know like it's you see pop like it's a it's a very dirty word in a lot of people's eyes do you get me and mm. obviously people listen to my music and feel like this is very authentic music mm. and this is very cool etc etc but um, obviously I've just done it in a way that's authentic to me do you get me so yeah. when you listen to like my hooks and stuff it's very easy to catch on mm. to that's, mm. that's that's the essence of pop do you get what I mean yeah, yeah. that's the essence of pop it's easy listening mm-hmm. do you get what I mean so yeah. that's why I describe my music like that So something like a key theme that I seem to get from you is um, authenticity mm. you seem to be really about authenticity and like being true to yourself yeah. and um, I was listening to an interview um, I apologize again. I can't remember the name of the interview, but it's on YouTube. Um, we'll link it again. Was it by Samuel Eni? That was it. Yeah, okay. this is Samuel Eni. Shout out Sam. Yeah. Shout out to um, Sam. So on that, you said that you don't like talking about your goals. You mm-hmm. like writing them down. And I'm just wondering to keep like your authenticity and also to make sure that you continue to move forward and keep yourself accountable to certain things. Are you one of, like, do you believe in like affirmations in like, um, what's it called again? Uh, you know, when you write things down and you try to achieve them, what's it called? Uh, Speaking into existence. Yes, when yeah. you speak things into existence and stuff like that. So do you believe in like, not the spiritual element, but like the idea that if you write it down, you can envision it and you will achieve it? Yes, but um, there's a lot of other things that you have to do as well. You can't just say something and then mm-hmm. it will, your, all your dreams will come true. It doesn't work that way. You have to, You have to say it and you have to live it. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. You have to wake up every day thinking about that thing that you said. Mm-hmm. And then you get me, you you start maneuvering with that in the back of your mind. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So that's yeah, that's that's how I personally feel about that stuff. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely say I resonate with that idea. Definitely this year in particular, like a lot of things that have happened have been because of that constant driver yeah. and thinking of it and then just actually like actioning that mm-hmm. and like talking to the right people and stuff like that. But what I wanted to kind of get into, so we discussed pop, we discussed popular music and made that distinction, but I wanted to talk about like my first experiences with you. And I think that some influences that I instantly got, I was telling you earlier, is like selection, that alternative hip hop sound and I really like putting um people onto that like in terms of just making sure that people know that the UK has an expansive taste beyond the likes of grime and the ones of drill which I love as well like certain aspects of them but I just think you remind me of so much of that future sound kind of wave and I'm a big fan of that as people know mm. it's like the likes of Goldling as I've said selection as well just that alt kind of sound so I wanted to say who influences you and kind of what has influenced you as you've evolved over the years because I've definitely heard a sonic evolution as you've grown. Yeah. Um who influences me what well, at this time today the you thing you can is, say overall like people who have stuck consistent yeah. and then you can say people like now just so people know what your current yeah. wave is. 
Um, I don't know. I feel like for me, uh, can I say on it? Yeah, 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 man. I don't know if it's going on this radio. That radio, I don't know. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, it's all good. It's all we good. swear all the time. Yeah, we do yeah. every week. Oh, well, fuck you know, that's fucking yeah. tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we change accents too. No. <laughs> but nah, so um, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> man, just wants to know if you can swear. <laughs> so basically, you can swear. Oh yeah, the influences. And, um, yeah, the influences. Yeah, yeah. So current that, and ones that have stuck yeah. over the years. So for me, um, like I've, I fuck with a lot of like, um, I've, I've fuck, I, go, I go through like different things that I want to hear all mm-hmm. the time. Do you get me? And um, like I said, when I was younger, I grew up um, listening to a lot of pop music. Do you get me? Yeah. Like Robbie Williams, Dido, uh, S Club 7, um, ABBA. Like mm-hmm. all of these things, all of these kind of people that you wouldn't necessarily tie them to my music now. Yeah. But um, there's something about them artists in terms of their hook writing or well, I don't even know if they wrote themselves or whatever, but like that, not the, the, the song, <laughs> the song something. itself. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Isn't it? <laughs> but the song themselves, there's something about the hook writing and the way they package the song together yeah. and the way they build tension and then release it at certain points. There's something mm. about the structure mm. that I really resonate with as a producer okay. and as a songwriter, do you get me? But then obviously, um, obviously as a, as, a, as a black man, you get me, there's certain music I can relate to more than others. Do you get what I mean? 100%. So I would relate more to, I would relate more to a sceptre um, or like a Kanye mm-hmm. um, more than like ABBA etc etc but I'm talking in terms of the Sonics yes. I feel like a lot of pop music inspires what I do okay and um, yeah in terms of like uh, rap and stuff and a message and just like a vibe mm. um, so yeah it's more like black music so it could be anything from um, anything from hip hop artists to Caribbean artists to African artists yeah um yeah, more or less though. So you were saying that you produced and doubled this week in a dancehall record and like you've started to kind of expand that palette and stuff. Yeah. How was that kind of um, experience and how did you approach producing that mm. knowing that it was something new? It's funny like growing up, yeah, obviously man's African, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So growing up, um, I grew up around a lot of Caribbean people, mm-hmm. do you get me? As everybody does yeah. um, if you're black and you live in London. Mm-hmm. Allah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like just growing up, um, I kind of got to know Caribbean culture because that's a lot of what makes um, black culture here in London. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? It's Caribbean stuff. So you go out and you'll catch wines and X, Y, Z. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. X, Y, Z. So you're introduced to these things from very young. 100%. But then there's always been, I've always had like, um, I, I reckon other Africans growing up saying oh why are you saying well gone you're not Caribbean mm. do you get what I mean like and I've always had something in the back of my mind thinking oh should I be saying that shouldn't I be saying but I'm like fam I'm from London like this is the way we speak man move like get me I'm from the ends but um yeah so I kind of I feel like I kind of stayed away from uh the dance hall sides etc etc for a long time yeah do you get me a long time but now yeah, just like growing up, I'm, I'm, I kind of just deep. Like I can do whatever the fuck I want. Mm. <laughs> was it kind of a re- sorry to interject. Was it a respect thing? Like you were kind of like, oh, I don't want to intrude in that kind of scene, which is why you didn't intrude on it earlier. It was but. more just a 
maybe I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of that. It was like, okay. uh, if I don't know, if I don't know it enough, I'm not gonna get involved in it. Okay, do you get what I mean? Cool. Like, yeah, 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 I operate yeah, like yeah, that yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, if I don't know it enough, I'm not gonna get involved. Still, everything I everything I'm involved in, you can ask me about, and I'll be able to give you a detailed answer mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. why I'm involved in it. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how it was. And then yesterday, obviously, I was working with an artist. Um, Levi he sings with like a Jamaican accent and stuff okay. and he has um, other kind of like dancehall kind of bashment kind of songs is he UK artist yeah yeah UK artist though. okay cool you get, but he's sick though proper sick though very different but um, yeah so as I was as I was in the session I was like why can't I like do you get me mm-hmm. and then I just started making it but it sounds very authentic like, to be honest I kind of surprised myself mm. because that was the first time I ever touched a dancehall thing yeah. and it sounds very authentic mm. um, but it still has my stamp on it do you get what I mean yeah yeah. Was, was there anything that you were listening to in the room or beforehand to kind of like just get yourself accustomed again no. or did, were you just like I'm KDR I'm gonna do yeah I mean I listened to his previous music if that counts yeah and, um, okay. but obviously yeah, yeah. I played him um, the songs I was working on at the time was we always kind of have an exchange at the start of the session mm-hmm. and then I was like you know what you know what I re- I've always really wanted to make and a song I've always loved and a song I think is one of the best songs of all time and will never die mm. um, Wayne Wonder uh, no letting go <laughs> oh that's like come on and to be honest I hate when clubs just regurgitate redundant songs but that song will turn that, me into my this is what I'm trying to say <laughs> that song there is very special still it is do you get me no but um yeah yeah do you get me so I've like and I've been listening to that song for a time like almost every single year I'll play that a million times hmm. do you get me yeah. so I was like you know what I'm with a I'm with a Jamaican artist now I feel like I want to tap into that side because like I said I only make things that I like do you get me mm. so I've been listening to Way Wonder from when man was in youth club etc et so <laughs> young days yeah mm. so that's why do you get me I, I was confident enough to be like I want to make a song like that and mm. I know I can yeah but and turn up turn up amazing stuff I do say so myself yeah. there you go <laughs> but you know I'm um, just sorry to interrupt I'll um, go for uh, it but one of the things that I've noticed about your music is you, tone seems to be very important in your songs I mean, um, so the way that you kind of pronounce certain words like in Margarita for example um, mm. the way you say Margarita it mm. kind of I don't know if you realise it but it has a bit <laughs> of like a Spanish like li- yeah. Latin twang to it yeah. um, so the fact that you're playing with accents and you're playing with all these type of things is quite interesting mm. um, and I kind of just wanted to just go back slightly because I know you said you're Angolan and like I think you came here when you were like four or something right yeah. so like does that Angolan culture does it feature in your music because I know you've got like different genres like um, is it Zook is that how you say it or Zook yeah uh, Zook um, got Kizomba quite a few. Uh, Kuduru yes yeah a few, few of them still. so you got quite a few and I know because I went to Portugal recently and most people I speak to they're like yeah like Angolan music is basically what makes Portugal music good because it's similar to like in Latin America how um, reggaeton, reggaeton is yeah. inspired by Caribbean music and stuff like that but does it feature in your music? Does like Zook and... Am I saying it right? Is it Zook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it feature in your music like through the production because you're a producer as well? And do you try to spread that sound to I, other artists? I'd be lying if I said yes. Okay. <laughs> I'd be honest. lying if I said yes. It would, be, it would have been a sick story for me to say yes, yeah, yeah. but I'd be lying still. Mm. The thing is, it's like, um, to be honest, in my household growing up, mm. um, my parents never really used to play that. Okay. Do you get me? Because it was more of a, oh, we've come to Europe now. 
let's try and fit in. Do you okay, get me? Yeah. So that's why mm. I used to hear a lot of pop music in okay. the household, etc. Do you get me? I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really hear um, those kind of songs like that. Do you get me? But, and, um, and like I said, it's like, I only do things that I feel like I understand. Yeah. Do you get me? And things that I actually like, I actually do like um, that kind of music, but I don't understand it enough. Mm. Do you get me? So um, I feel like maybe later down the line, when I go back to Angola and yeah. get in touch properly and yeah. whatever, but you know, for now, Nah man Okay But obviously some You get me Like you said Some songs I might do like A one two Portuguese Like yeah, Do you get yeah. me Por favor mama yeah. si, nah. Do you get what I mean Like it's yeah. like Yeah like Certain songs I might do one two Portuguese Because yeah. I speak Portuguese In it like mm. To my parents And other Angolan people I see I'm like Eh hey, shit down yeah. <laughs> Do you get me But um Yeah I still feel like um I want to show my Britishness mm. Um You get me But then yeah, as I start connecting back to my roots, etc., then we might explore that still. Okay. And I think that's very authentic just because I think a lot of artists in this generation, in this era, in this moment that we're in now, yeah. will hop into things that they don't necessarily know mm. um, or have that cultural kind of relevance to. Um, so it's, it's really interesting that you want to do this quite carefully. And like mm. you said, you know Portuguese, you're accustomed to it. Mm. So you drop a little fun. You can have fun with it because yeah. you have that expertise to do that. Yeah. So um, I really respect that as um, a yeah. part of your artistry. I I just want to ask one quick yeah, other yeah, question sure. on your producing. Um, so I know you have this playlist um, that people on Twitter kindly requested you to make produced by um, Kate Kadiata. Yeah. And um, I know you've produced for the likes of Sam Wise, Mira May, um, Jay Gray. Um, you've got a lot of kind of producer experience in this game and you and it's just brilliant what you're doing so how did you get to kind of pair up with other people I know you had the passion for producing from early but what made you expand from just beyond yourself to kind of other parties and start that kind of up so this story like I love this story because it only like happened like the other day basically <laughs> so basically um, <laughs> 2017 um, well prior to 2017 um, I had been working with artists but um I feel like my music was just a little bit too left okay. for them to realise that people would like it. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So um, so I, I, I had been working with a bit other people, but no one really released anything that I produced for them. Right. So what okay. happened was, um, obviously shout out to Sam, but I've known Sam, uh, I met Sam in like 2015 mm. and uh, House of Ferris had a show that I was also on the bill. Um, it was like a showcase in it from, uh, I think it was Rare Things Happen. Shout out to them as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so um, so I met Sam then and we was like, yeah, you lot are sick, blah, blah, blah. Um, I fuck with you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let's follow each other. We followed each other. And then um, I think like two years went by. So 2015 to 2017, two years went by and um, we didn't make anything. We was just cool. Do you get me? We was mm. just like, oh yeah, that thing you dropped there, sick. Mm. And then same for me. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But um so 2017 come and Sam was like, uh, actually, I don't, I don't know if I said it or he said it, but one of us said, but we were just cool. So it was like, mm-hmm. whatever, innit, you get me? So one of us was like, yeah, we should link up, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, we was like, cool. Yeah, where'd you live? Blah, blah, blah. And then we found out um, we were neighbours. Do you get me? So he lives in Kenton and I live in Pimlico, which is like oh, okay. five minute drive. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, right. okay. yeah, yeah, literally just round the corner. Mad, Do you get me? Okay. And it also turns out um, I grew up with a lot of people that he's around that he knows. Do you get what I mean? Oh, mm. yeah, what industry yeah. wise? No, no, just, just like generally. people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you knew the same. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, cool. God, you know my man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I you love know the ones that. that? I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was proper. Just you get me like like the theme of authenticity. Do you get mm, me? Like mm. yeah, yeah. Like, you get me. We kind of got similar energy. We get, understand yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, like so we just linked up proper organically. We linked up 
And then that's when we made When The Sun Comes Out. Mm-hmm. And then after When The Sun Comes Out, um, we made another song. And then I think the next session we had was when uh, he was like, yeah, just play me some beats, play me some beats, etc." No, 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 no. I think it was that same session. Um, and he was just like, oh yeah, have you got any other stuff like lying around I could potentially jump on? And I was like, yeah, yeah, let me look through. Like, I've just got kind of like um, the bare bones of stuff. The, yeah, the bare bones of stuff. But um, yeah, let me look through. And then one of them just happened to be Rack Up. Okay. Yeah, yeah just like the bare bones. Yeah. And um, so we we made that song. Um, and Sam is, Sam is a proper genius though. He's, like I was saying to you earlier, like he's a proper... He's a producer in his own right as well. He doesn't know how to produce, mm. but he is a producer. Like he can hear certain things that should be in certain things. But sometimes when you're not a producer, you don't know how to communicate it. Do you mm-hmm. get me? But mm-hmm. because it was so genuine, so authentic, um, the, the relationship between us, I kind of got what he was saying. Yeah. And that's how we made Rack Up still. So Rack Up was the first song um, that was released that I produced for someone else. Mm. Do you get what I mean? And... um. Yeah, so as he's as he's released that, um, I think I must have released articles at a similar time as well. Yeah. So there was a lot of things going in at the time. Um, so Sam was getting a lot of attention because um, prior to that he dropped Lizzie etc. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, everyone was like, "Who made that beat? Rack up, yeah, rah, blah blah blah, right, And like I said, because again, like I I can't emphasize enough because it was so genuine, because it was such an authentic relationship. He was like, yeah, my bro, Kadia, he's a sick artist as well. You should check him out. Do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we kind of like had each other's backs. Mm. And then from there, um, from after Rack Up was dropped, a lot of people started getting at me for beats and stuff like that. Mm. And even Arthurs as well, when they heard Arthurs as well, it was like, right, your, your beats are kind of sick still. Yeah, Arthurs got a big push yeah. like online. So um, yeah, so after that, that's when I started getting in with Mira Me. But funnily enough as well, I've known Mira since like 2015 as well, mm. but it was a similar story. Like, mm. oh, we never worked until yeah. mm. a certain point. We're like, oh yeah, we should get in. Yeah. Do you get me? And then um, Jesse James as well. I've known yes. him since school. Mad. Do you get me? He used to be in my school. He said, oh, I've gone, yeah. <laughs> and then um, he heard Rack Up and he was like, oh, who produced that? Sam was like, yeah, one sick artist called mm. Kadiata. He's like, right, Kadiata, Kadiata. Like, I know him from school, bro. Mm. And then we got in studio. First song we made was the song that come out under the sun. Yeah. Do you and get me? Can I just say on that, like, obviously I know, I don't think you have a verse, you don't have a verse on it, do you? No, just the chorus. Yeah. No. I didn't clock that was you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, like right. Yeah, I was like, right, this guy sings. But like, I was listening to it on the way, like the way here, because I was just randomly listening to Jesse James Solomon on the way here. And I just clocked the tag and I was like, wait, hold on. This isn't Jesse. I was like, right, okay. So that's kind of how I had an introduction to your music in a way, because, um, that's how I found out from you because I loved, I've spoken about his EP, I think you about twice. One. Yeah, for a while because um, I just loved the project, but like I didn't realize it wasn't him until then. And that's how I found out about Margarita mm-hmm. and um, uh, on, Tap, what's it called? On tap, on tap. Yeah, On Tap and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, like you killed that, man. Like, yeah, honestly, bro. you killed that. What's Appreciate. funny, I just think London is so small as well. I think that story with Mira May and Sam Wise is just mm-hmm. a testament to how <laughs> things happen in this industry in London. It's just like one person can meet someone at a party and then the next day a big, sorry, a huge collaboration can just come about from it and even seeing the kind of friendship that you guys have online as well you're like mirror mirror the other Mm. day zooming into her billboard and stuff and it was just so authentic and how you and 
Sam discussed the story on your multiple IGs mm. um, about how you created the songs that you yeah, created yeah. as well. It's just, it's brilliant to see. And I think you guys will only build each other up in terms Definitely. of that, that friendship and that kind Definitely. of authentic so. having each other's back. Mm. So I, I just love to see that. But yeah, sorry for hogging the first part. I, I just that. want to shoot over to Shopee if you've got any yeah. questions. Um, so pig, piggybacking. Piggybacking. Piggybacking, whatever. <laughs> off, said, um, it right, said it right. I didn't think I did. Piggybacking. Um, um, my introduction to you was as a producer. My introduction was all the stuff because I'm a big Shailingo fan. Mm. So, and then I just kept seeing produced by, produced by on Mira May and Jay Gray, who I'm also a big fan of too. So, what I wanted to know is um, well, I have a second question which I'll ask later, but um, um, how do you approach producing for? other people compared to producing for yourself because some producers they have like very distinctive sounds it's kind of like they kind of just give their sounds to whoever they work with but one thing i've noticed like the songs you produce for mira or shay or jesse james that like all very 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 different sounding songs so like so how do you like get into their space their zone as artists compared to when you're working for your, yourself um, I guess it's um, I actually had this conversation with um, Abraham at Guap because um, he wanted me to work with some of his artists but um, I guess it just takes uh, a level of understanding um, what someone's about so um, all of these people you're mentioning I've all known them for a very long time so Jay Gray um, I've known her from when she first started out like literally she had like a few songs on SoundCloud getting a few hundred views just about do you get me and she must have messaged me and she was like, oh yeah, I think your music's sick, et cetera, et cetera. And then I went on her page, I was like, yo, you're cold. Like, I know you mm. don't have a lot of um, fans or whatever, but you're sick. Like, I really want to work with you. Mm. Do you get me? And then we just kind of just been friends and working together. Same with Shay Lingo. Um, uh, I've known about Shay since like 2014. And then uh, we heard each other's music. We started becoming friends. Um, I went to his video shoots. He's come to my video shoots, et cetera. But it was only last year we made our first collaboration. Do you get me? So I feel like building a report is so important still. Mm. But however, like sometimes um, you don't necessarily have time to build a report. Um, I don't know. It might be like a big artist and they'll hear of your stuff and they'll be like, yeah, come, let's get in the studio next week. And you'll be like, all right, sweet. Do you get me? But then it's still, there's still an element of me knowing who they were beforehand mm. and knowing what they're about, what they stand for, etc. Do you get me? So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah, I feel like it's that stuff, and then also in terms of like <clears throat> what beats I give to other people in comparison to myself, um, I feel like I love a challenge a lot more than other people that I work with. A lot of people I work with like a challenge as well, but I like a challenge. Challenge, mm. do you get me? Like I want to make. I want to merge 80s, 90s EDM with Afro swing. Do you get what I mean? That's what Untap is like. Do you get mm. me? I wanna um. I want to put um, super, super pop chords on trap. Do you get me? That's what art holes is. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Like, do you get me? Like, what is, what even is art holes? It's like, like, I can't, I, till this day, I can't really describe it still. Do mm. you get me? It's got like a proper ratchet bounce. Yeah, yeah. But it's so beautiful at the same time. Do you get me? Like the harmonies, etc. So yeah, for me, I like a proper, proper challenge still. Um, but then other people, um, yeah, sometimes they, you get me, they just want to stay in their lane that they have or whatever, or you get me, and I just have to be accommodating to that. While also kind of giving them, kind of bringing um, a lot more things out of them as well, still, car. I feel like that's the producer's job to 
bring a certain thing out of um, an artist. You get me? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about um, Pornhub Freestyle. So let's talk about that. That video could have got me in a lot of trouble, by the way. Like the first four seconds of it, like it was on my computer screen <laughs> on big, like on big, big screen. And I was like, raw, like, <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I was on TFL when I first played you know, it. Live jazz with you. No pop-ups here. You know when you open up porn, you know when you open up your phone, the internet on your phone, and you forgot to close the porn. When you forget to transfer, hey, word. I was like, raw. Don't do that, guys. Nah, man. But yeah, talk to me about that. Talk to me about like what, where the song came from, the whole visual. Like, who put that together? Was it you that put that together? So you contacted whoever it was, and was like, I want, I have this idea that I want to put together. So basically, um. Obviously, the song come about. Um, I was in studio with a good friend of mine, a very good producer, Sakari. Big up Sakari. Mm-hmm. And um, we made another song. We made a more downbeat song. And then I was like, oh, yeah, if you got anything else as well, get me just play it or whatever. And then he played that beat. And I was like, fam, this beat is hard, bro. I feel like I just want to freestyle over this. Do you get me? So just pen up a little something. Do you get me? Blah, blah, blah. Ratata, ratata, ratata. And then I feel like the standout line in that whole thing, it was either, um, do I look like pizza, my love? But I already had another song called Margarita, so yeah. I didn't want to call it anything to do with that. Yeah. And the other standout line was, um, chilling with Bay, watching rom-coms, or maybe pornhub.com. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, um, so I ended up calling it Pornhub Freestyle, and I was like, but how can I, um, how can I make the video for it live up to the name as well do you yeah. get me so I was like okay what if I do something that is sexually suggestive okay but doesn't actually have any nudity in it do you get what I mean yeah, yeah. so I was like what if I'm just driving doing the freestyle as people usually do freestyles yeah but then at the end someone gets up as if they were giving man brain the whole time do you get <laughs> yeah, what I mean so like, clever yeah, yeah, yeah. So clever. and in the live Jasmine bit as well, I was just thought of that after I was like hey that'd be interesting to fit that in there how like, did you even orchestrate that like did you is that a video from something different or did you actually contact like a model and be like yeah 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 you yeah. actually contacted yeah. her and say can I put oh that's sick oh, okay so that same model from the webcam scenes is the same girl in the car as well okay 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 yeah okay and i kind of wanted to go from that like as you get bigger and like obviously the future's looking bright for you and stuff as you become like this pop star let's say are you a bit worried about the whole because like rihanna used to get this and quite a few like big artists in the uk used to get the role model thing are you a bit worried about like having to make music for I guess the protection of the people that you listen to that listen to your music all of that type of stuff are you worried about that no, because um, this is the world I live in. Mm. Do you get me? Realistically. Do you mind lifting the mic a bit? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, realistically. Yeah, this is the world I live in. And realistically, um, we watch porn. Okay. Do you get me? I've, I've watched porn with a girl. Like, <laughs> do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of things with a girl. Like, but no, so, ba- <laughs> nah, so basically, like, um, yeah man I'm just trying to give a representation of the world I live in do you get mm. me like I'm not the kind of artist that'll be like this is how you should live your life when I'm not doing that yeah do you get what I mean like yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna tell everyone ah oh, you shouldn't watch porn if I watch porn mm. or same way um, same way I'm not telling people um, gun down or up blah 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 because yeah. I don't believe in that so that's yeah. not my message do you get what I mean yeah, yeah. so I feel like we all have 
um, just as people, not even just as artists, just as people, we all have our strengths and not necessarily weaknesses, but things that aren't so good about us. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So for me, rather than being like, I don't do that and hiding behind um, a facade, I'd rather be like, yeah, I'd do that as well. But at the same time, you should meditate. Do you get me? Like I've said that in plenty of my songs, meditate. Yeah. Mm. I've said do this. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So have, yeah. I feel like I'm as good as a role model as I can be. Do you get me? Yeah. So do you, so you meditate. You also write down your thoughts, your affirmations, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So how important is um, I guess mental health and like um, understanding spiritual energy to you as an individual? How is, how important is it, and does it play a role in the music creation as well? It plays a role in everything. It's like the the essence of meditation is to come back into alignment with who you are. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Is because because look the way I see it is um, as we said this earlier. I give out a lot of energy. Do you get me? So whether I'm out at a party or whether I'm at a studio or this place or that place, I give off a lot of energy. Do you get me? And as you're giving off, as you're giving out a lot of energy, you're also receiving a lot of energy from Mm. external sources. Yeah. So the only way to come back into alignment with who you are, I mean, it's not the only way, there's plenty of other ways, but one of the easiest ways to come back into alignment with who you are is to chill, is to meditate. Do you get me? It's to to be like, it's to get to know yourself. And do you get me? No matter where you go, if you have that essence about you of, I know who I am when I'm alone in the room by myself, then do you get what I mean? Mm. Like, so that's that's why I feel like it's so important to meditate still because it comes into play when you make music yeah. and you get me. So all of, this, all of these things I'm talking about, authenticity, <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera, it all comes from the same place. Do you get me? Mm. Yeah. It all is like, this is me though. Do you get me? If yeah, you, if you yeah. don't like it, that's, that's not that's for you. you. Yeah, 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 do you get me? Definitely. And I think you've just spoken about like being yourself and authenticity and yeah. stuff. I'm just going to jump into music again. Um, I think with your visuals and stuff that reflects and shines through, like your energy is something that you can't make shift or package or anything. Yeah. And I think your visual trajectory has only got better as you've got, um, you've released more singles. So I think ones that stand out for me particularly was Art Hose. That's when I was like, this nigga is something different to the UK. He's adding something, he's adding a different source, a different, yeah. um, a different energy to the palette. And then on tap, just continued in that same space yeah. of you being creative with your visuals. And then obviously Eden just hinted at Pornhub as well. Mm. which was again still creative stylistically and quite humorous as mm. well in it so I just wanted to ask about the visual side so I know you songwrite you produce you obviously are an artist in different ways um, do you ever see yourself going into that video um, directoral kind of role because I know you've had input into all of these kind of projects as well heavy input that is as well um, so yeah of late I've actually been studying a lot of film okay. yeah I've actually been studying a lot of film and um, just like different devices directors use to mm. make an audience feel something do you mm-hmm. get me it's like you can you can say you can say the same thing in a hundred different ways and it can all mean completely different things and they can all give off different feelings mm-hmm. and um through that as well um you know what it is i also feel like just everything creative is just uh into what's that word intertwined intertwined with everything do you get me mm. so there's something I'll learn in music that I can adapt to film mm-hmm. and vice versa. Transferable skills, exactly. Do you get me? And like, yeah, man. And it just works the other way as well. So I feel like, um, yeah, just being, just doing music, um, directing my own music videos, etc., cetera. Mm. And um, just making music, it all kind of feeds into each other. Do you get me? Yeah. And um, I feel like in the future, yeah, I probably will be 
I'm doing some more um, directors would kind that of be stuff for still. Just your own stuff, or would that be? Would you do the same thing as you do with production and try and work with, or want to aspire to work with other artists as well? Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it's just about creation. Just about getting a message across. It's just mm. about mm. Uh, communicating something. It's just about yeah. uh, making people feel something, whether it's to laugh, to cry, to whatever. Do you get me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what it's all about for me. And do you think that? like in the UK that visuals are getting better because I remember they like growing up mm. there was kind of that typical kind of on the block kind of visuals that still mm. happens it still happens it's fine that's fine I'm and just a link to the you kind of fly out to Ibiza or Ibiza yeah. and um, Ibiza. have that kind of you know mm. so there was a bit of debate on Twitter about how you pronounce it yesterday <laughs> yeah. um anyway um yeah uh, people hate that we say it like that. But Wait, yeah. hold on. Anyway, are um, there people out here saying Ibiza? Americans and like other people outside of Ibiza. Yeah, some people say Ibiza. <laughs> like, have you not heard my anti Ibiza? Like, some. I think oh shit! Dip- yeah, Dipo said it. Um, who else? Uh, not DJ Khaled. I'm one of those DJ producer kind of people. Ibiza. Um, says it. Yeah, like Americans Bruh. all the time. Anyway, Cassie mm. said it. Um, anyway. <laughs> Back to what I was talking about. So the visuals, do you think that we've evolved and there's an evolution, particularly in the kind of underground and, you know, hip hop, R&B, trap, grime scene? Do you, do you see that like as a person who's Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Still. And to be honest, I thought like, uh, in, t- in regards to video stuff, um, I first started um, doing hit- hood videos and that. Mm. Um, I used to like run this channel called TL Vision. And... Um, a lot of people got a lot of traction off that channel as well. Mm. And um, yeah, I literally just used to go around bare ends, like usually in South London, mm. just doing hood videos and stuff. And um, that's how a lot of people know me still today. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I guess from there, I kind of uh, realised early, um, this isn't enough though. I want to do something a bit more creative. But mm. I feel like everybody's starting to realise that as well still. Like, you get me? Yeah, we can we can communicate something with the visuals as well, rather than just... Uh, this is the environment I'm in. You can, you get me. You can make a song about you get me having a good time and not not having it be involved with being on a block. Do you get me? Like, mm. and yeah, like so. Yeah, I feel like people are definitely starting to. Um, you get me. I mean, there's still a debate as to whether the videos still look the same now. They a lot of them I've probably still the do, <laughs> but it's definitely it. getting better. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent still. Yeah, so yeah. Any respect- that spring to mind that you think were good like in the last couple of months or uh Skepta um and uh Nave Smalls that video was hard mm. that video was hard that's something I would do still like a little acting thing you get me yeah that video's proper still mm. um I don't watch music videos that much I know it's kind of declined yeah, like in yeah, terms yeah, yeah. of mm-hmm. people but watching. yeah no no there's a, yeah there's definitely a few sick ones out there still cool I'm gonna jump over to whoever else wants to take the mic I just wanted to kind of jump in on what you're saying so what's your favourite movie favourite movie uh, <laughs> if it's not Terminator 2 it could be Ooh, oh, what's that? Uh, oh, what's that? Quentin one. Quentin's a sixth director of oh, all time, by the way. He's the sixth filmmaker yes. of all time. Yes, um, love, definitely. Maybe, yeah, maybe a Quentin one. I, I don't know which one I like the best, but yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I got a feeling you'd like David Finch. Um, so he made uh, Fight Club. So I had I've a never seen that. You never seen Fight Club? No. You, you need to see Fight Club Mad. because is it is it art hoes where you have like the women that have the um. 
the white noise thing over them. There's one video where there's like a silhouette. I can't remember which one it is, but um, you edit some of your videos, right? Like most as in, of them, yeah. yeah, most of them. Yeah. So David Finch is really good at um, something called splicing. So mm. he'll put things that aren't in the original shot inside of like a current shot. Mm. Um, and I think oh. if you investigate that, it'll be quite good for like future music videos because he's great at doing that. Like Fight Club, there's like, actually I won't ruin it for you, but there's some parts of it Actually, watch the film because like yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's a yeah. twist in it, but yeah, watch yeah, yeah. it and then let me know what you think. Yeah. But in terms of in terms of videos and stuff, I definitely see from you and um, a lot more people, there's definitely improvement. But I think what's unique to you <clears throat> is it doesn't feel like it's coming from a machine. Mm-hmm. And not to say that's a bad thing because like Gucci Demons by B Young is still a sick video. Like the, the visuals for that are still good in my opinion. It is, yeah. yeah. It's definitely a step in the right direction. It's, it's cinematic. Yeah, it's very it's cinematic. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. Cool. Uh, explanation. So the podcast cut out. Um, had an issue with one of our memory cards, but I think the last thing we're speaking about was. Gucci Demons. Gucci Demons. Um, we're talking about film. We're talking about inspiration in film and. Um, kind of how you come up with your ideas, the concepts and everything. So do you, do you mood board it or do you kind of just go with the flow of it? Uh, yeah, definitely mood board it. Um, obviously I go with the flow to get me initially think of the ideas and that. Okay. But um, yeah, I definitely put it down on paper and then play the song back and then look at everything. And then I kind of fill in the blanks like that. Oh yeah, that idea there I had, it can't run for a whole minute. Mm. You get me? It has to be 20 seconds. And then mm. I got to fill that gap between that and the next idea. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, yeah, definitely still. Oh, okay. Sounds interesting. And in terms of like, so this is on a different tangent now, but in terms of live performances, do you, I know this is a kind of a weird question, but a lot of artists say that they have to go into a completely new kind of mindset when they're performing. Like they have to either become who people think they are, like the brand of who they are. Do you do you just try and be yourself as much as possible? Yeah. So what what do you do before a performance to like amp yourself up? Um, I don't really, you know. I don't really am myself. I feel like I'm just an amp guy in general. Well, well is amp even the right word? Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, like I said, I give a lot, I give, I give off a lot of energy in it. Um, so as I come on the stage, it's all just very natural. Do you get me? Hmm. Um, yeah, it's all just very natural. And then you get me, I just give out what I be giving out anyway. Hmm. And then if the crowd wants to give it back, then it's a plus. Okay. You get mm. me? I just try and enjoy myself as much as possible. Stuff. Yeah. It's interesting because I was at Nux's show with Shoppe um, about a month and a bit ago and um, we saw you perform live. Obviously it opens and stuff mm. like that and I was really excited to see how you were live and I got just a really calm, relaxing, chilled feel to your kind of show and people naturally just vibe to it, got their phones out. I saw people searching you up and yeah, I definitely would echo that. I definitely feel that it's who you bring to your videos, who you bring to your songs the ad-libs the shouting out people saying your energy good all of that kind of stuff i think that's what you bring to the table just that sense of calmness you're coming to the show to relax so relax you don't always have to be high octave and all of that you do bring that but i think the holistic part of your show is chilled vibing do what you feel in the moment uh and just kind of give back to the crowd you give the energy to the crowd yeah it's more just about being me to be fair do you get me like in every circumstance that I'm in, um, shows included, it's just about being me. Mm. You get me? Some people are going to like it. Some people are not. But you get me? That's the 
that's the price you got to pay for being yourself in it. Mm. Yeah. And in terms of like milestones, because I know you strike me as someone that's like, likes to be in the moment. Like you're yeah. not too worried about the future or like the past or anything that's affecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have milestones? So in terms of live performances or like videos and stuff like that, is there something that's up there that you kind of want to elevate or like move towards? Um, the thing is like, I've got so many that, um, I don't really, uh, I don't really think about it too much per se. Do you get me? I'm more like, when I say in the moment, it's more like, this is where I am today. And obviously going from the quote unquote milestones, like tracking backwards. Mm. So this is where I am today. This is where I want to be tomorrow. This, so this is the steps we're going to take today. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to take the steps that I need to take in uh, in 10 months. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, this is what I need to do right now. And then when I get to the next stage, then I'll think of mm. how, because more time you're going to execute something better um, if it's only one thing. Do you mm. know what I mean? If you're thinking of 10 things at a time, you're putting your energy in 10 completely different places yeah. at once. Do you get me? So I'd rather just focus on one thing, get that done and then on to the next. And then that, for me anyway, I feel like that, that's a lot easier. It's a lot quicker and it's just a lot more efficient mm. to be fair. Yeah. So are you, um, this is just kind of me trying to figure out like you as an individual. So in Sorry. terms of one of the issues that I have is um, interviewers, they kind of focus on the music rather than the individual. They're like, oh, what's coming next? What's happening in the future? All these types of things. But we never really focus on like the individual in the current moment. Like we always think about the past. We talk about like events that's happened in the past. We never talk, we always talk about the future and all these type of things. You strike me as someone that I feel like you read a lot. Do you read a lot? Mm. Y- yes. Yeah. Kind of. Does that that mean no? (laughs) It means when I find a book I want to read, I'll read it. But I don't read a lot. And I'm assuming you're you're interested in like self-development and improving yourself as an individual. Yeah, I kind of get that feeling from you in terms of like a holistic, like wellness type of thing. Like when you spoke about meditation and you spoke about um, writing down your goals and all of these types of things, it's it's refreshing for me to hear from someone in the UK, um, in the UK music scene, because I feel like that's the way people have to be now because of everything that's going on inside the world. Everyone's like, ah, oh, let's say Brexit is happening in October. We need to worry about what's happening in the future now. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen here and stuff like that. But when I listen to your music, it's, it's very, I am, it's like, I am this and it's very um, present. And it's something I appreciate because I feel like a lot of rappers feel a responsibility to talk about, um, like say I'm not saying anything like is bad about what Stormzy said about like fuck Boris, fuck Boris Johnson and stuff like that but I feel like with you you're very current in your sound mm-hmm. I feel like you're very comfortable in who you are and I feel like that shines through your type of music mm-hmm. and as an individual I feel like it, it's very obvious that you're comfortable with yourself and I feel like you might make people feel comfortable through that type of sound as well yeah. and I don't think I don't think has anyone ever said that to you before I mean that's the goal okay do you get me? That's the goal. Um, even the other day, um, uh, somebody um DM'd me and they was like, "Yo, like I'm not even breading or nothing like that, but um, you being bald 
has made me feel bare comfortable to be bored as well because mm. I'm like, well, how, I think he said he was like 20 or something and he started going bored. And I, f- and I feel like just things like that, do you get what I mean? Mm. It's like, it, it doesn't have to be mad deep. Like, yeah. you know I, mean? I just, just yeah. be yourself. Like, do you mm. get what I mean? Like, so, mm. um, yeah, I feel like that's, that's where I kind of operate. That's like my base. I mean, I think Storms, he's quite like a, um, quite like he makes a lot of statements do you mm. get me but for me my message in music is just be yourself man yeah yeah um okay um that was the only questions i had did you have anything to add nick um i wanted to ask a bit about um so obviously you're independent right now mm-hmm. uh and i wanted to ask because I, d- I do see you as kind of like that artist that could sell uh, on fan participation and like doing shows and stuff like that. I think you'd operate fine uh, when you get there and like uh, amass who who you amass in this country. But I was going to ask if you did have a label, because uh, I know you're in conversation, who would you sign to and why? Like if you had an ideal label, it could be US, it could be UK based, but is there a label that stood out to you for their principles or the artists they've signed? They can be an independent label. They could be a label like um, signed to a bigger kind of company. Mm, to, I don't know for me it's not really I don't really look at labels as uh, I don't really look at labels as um, a crew anymore I don't look at them as oh we're a family do you mm-hmm. get what I mean like the way like unless I meet a label that gives me them vibes but I don't look at them in general like that uh-huh. it's more just like which one of you are saying what I want to hear and which one of you can do it yeah, do you get me? It's, at the end yeah. of the day, it's, it's just business. Like, mm. do you get me? It's just business, and some people feel like, like some people, some labels can feel like they can do business in the way I've been doing it, mm-hmm. in the way I've proven to show glimpses of it working. Yeah, and some people feel like, nah, the way you're doing it is wrong. Do it our way. Do you get what I mean? Okay. So it's just like whichever one of you, <laughs> whichever one of you agrees and wants to move forward, let's go cool and you spoke about crews and stuff like that so i know you're obviously a producer in your own sense is there anyone because i love to put um spotlights onto producers who are contemporary right now like um i said the other day um that take a day trip having a brilliant year in terms of producers in terms of doing for octavian doing stuff across the seas as well but um do you have anyone in the uk specifically that you you're looking to not as inspiration but just someone you respect or like some producers over here because i think we don't shine a lot of love on uk Mm. producers um, UK producers wise, uh, <laughs> am I allowed to say people I've worked with? Yeah, you can say whoever the hell you want. Like, so obviously, um, Michelin Shin, he's sick. Mm-hmm. He's been working with a lot of people. You get me? Uh, I don't really want to name drop. It's it's not that deep. But um, who else? New Machine sick. Uh, Sakari sick. Um, J Five is sick. Mm. Uh, who's who's um that brother that produced OT? But oh, I know he was because he's worked with Energy before. But yeah. um, bloody hell, we'll put it in the notes. But I, I can try and get it up. But say if yeah. there's any others that you yeah, respect. he's sick. Um, who else is sick? Who else has done a mad job? And just like I've been like, right, that beat is cold. I don't know if any anything's coming to mind right now, um, but yeah, I'm you've said quite a few. Felix Joseph, Felix Joseph. Oh yeah, you said him in Felix the car. Felix sick. Um, uh, who else? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? A lot of producers are sick. Yeah, in it, yeah. a lot of producers are sick. To be honest, let's be real. 
like producers have been carrying artists for years, for decades. Mm. Let's be real, like, do you get what I mean? Like, without these beats, no one's listening to your poems. That's, yeah. Do you get me? Without these beats, nobody's listened to the acapella. Yeah. Like, no one. But uh, the other way around, people are definitely going to listen to the beat. Though. <laughs> do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. let's be real. So, most producers are sick, but, um, yeah, man, I just feel like certain styles, um, can be played out sometimes. Okay. And sometimes someone comes with something completely different, which is what I kind of respect. You mm. Yeah. Foreplay. Foreplay. Yeah, that's who produced OT Bop. Yeah, he's called. According still. to Genius. According to Genius. According to Genius. But yeah, those are all the questions I had. Um, does anyone have anything else that they want to say or anything? No. Sure? No. Okay. Um, I just want to say for people um, who haven't heard of who Kadiata um, is. He is one of the people that are coming up in the UK alternative hip hop scene for me, how I classify it. But um, I guess it's pop to you um, in terms of what you're trying to influence, not genre wise. The thing is, I get why people say alternative. Mm. But for me, the reason why I don't like that word is because it has a sense of non-inclusiveness. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, you, it has a sense you. of, ah, uh, you're not part of the, the main thing. Do you mm. get what I mean? And I, I don't really like that kind of thingy. So it's more just like, I'm just bringing, or, or the people I'm around, we're just bringing our own flavors. 100%, Do you get what I mean? Yeah. We, we are going to get to that, the end thing or whatever. No, like no, the, no, you will. And that's what, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I think I tried to do. So the way, I think it's the inverse of what you're trying to say. So with the UK alternative hip hop, I'd classify it. I, I'm trying to help to make that call if that mm. makes sense or yeah. keep talking about it and keep yeah, yeah, yeah. putting up like I think it was Frenzy or something released yeah. the project the other day that you were featured on yeah, yeah. love that that is a huge example of yeah, someone yeah, who's yeah. bringing the palette yeah. over across and making it cool as well you're someone who's made it cool mm. so I just think yeah I think you're right actually maybe we should just call it UK hip hop yeah. it's just yeah, yeah it, it just, just is what it is yeah, like yeah you yeah, ain't yeah, gotta yeah, call yeah. it alternative to the yeah, yeah because like again it's like when you say alternative it means alternative from something do you get yeah. what I mean like, origin, yeah, yeah 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 and yeah, it's like yeah, nah yeah. this is original music like yeah, this is yeah, do you get yeah. what I mean like, no, I, get, I get why you'd be yeah. not insulted but like no no I'm not like, insulted mm. but it's like because I even used to call it alternative do you mm-hmm. get what I mean and um but yes yeah, I don't know it's just like a, a new perspective I've, I've had recently and it's like nah this ain't alternative like everybody that hears this mm. fucks with it heavy like mm. do you get yeah. me like everybody every like most of the music we make is like why doesn't this exist already? Yeah. Do you get what I no, mean? Wait, no, that's what I thought. As soon as yeah. I heard your music, I was like, oh my days. Yeah. Why have I you not See like you that song that I just played you lot? Yeah. Th- that song is like, that could have been released any era and you would have been like, yeah. oh yeah, this is this song exists. Vibes, Do you get what I mean? Definitely. So it's not that alternative. Yeah. It's just, I'm just bringing a fresh approach to mm. some, do you get what I mean? Like, and yeah. things are cyclical I say this all the time things are cyclical it will come back and be origins yeah. of something else well, things are all intertwined yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to get your influence from yeah, somewhere definitely. or some beat or some like the Samwise video that you made some yeah. construction yeah. inspired him to kind of give exactly. that to you and you make the production yeah. so yeah that's really useful for me to know I'll, I guess I'll in, like think of when I'm saying alternative and what that actually yeah. means and what that could do to you guys' perception mm, like um, mm, more mm, widespread but yeah thank you for coming along love, I'm man. so happy to have got to do this on, you're G. one of my favorite artists on the rise like, i genuinely don't just say that for clout or anything um and i'll continue to support you until you get to the, and when you're on still be talking about you thank mm. you my girl man did you have anything you wanted to plug so like maybe your instagram your twitter the new 100 yeah yeah new? um 
you know I would have plugged music and I, but I ain't even brought out music I'm like, but if you listen to the old music and you don't know it it will sound just as new what can we expect new music when's it coming that's the thing I don't know if I know you know what it is like it's gonna like it's coming isn't it? you get me just know when it lands it's gonna land properly mm-hmm. do you get me like it's gonna yeah it's gonna be a safe landing still no Ryanair thing yeah. you get me but it's like <laughs> <laughs> went some controversy the other day like, bloody hell man do you get me so um, yeah just look out for it. it's probably gonna be out in the next month or two okay do you get me yeah 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 very soon still cool but um, yeah look out for that my socials um, it's all just forward slash kadiata 93 k-a-d-i-a-t-a and uh can I plug I want to plug your Spotify playlist again yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to see what he's produced and he'll continue to add to that as his um, roster of clients grows and yeah. I'm excited to see who you work with next I yeah. really am uh, because you always add that special touch to their songs cool so that was the episode for today guys um, make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast at Don't Let The Stands D-A-T-S-P-O-D on Instagram Twitter anywhere um, just search us on Google we'll come up with all the links and everything um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate big it. Love, big love. Looking forward to new music and yeah, watching the rise as a pop star, man. <laughs> yeah, cool. Hey, 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 hey. Baby girl, stop telling them you're with me. 